on fire from the absolute bullshit of this freaking week. There's one. Boom, one. Don't care. <laughs> Don't care. <laughs> Don't care for all you guys just joining us. We are Abuela friendly, which means that we keep the cursing down to a nonsensical. Every now and then something might be acceptable. Like, you know, all of a sudden you're chilling with your grandma, you're not cursing, but grandma's like, I remember that. Something, something. I remember at that time I out drank all these MFers. I'm like, damn, Grandma. <laughs> two, two, two. Let me get a pen. You were doing so good last week too. I was, man. <laughs> I'm freaking. I think it was the first time you made it through a whole episode without only a dollar. Yep. No, I made it through the the last one totally clean. You did. You did. Totally clean, but uh, all right. 157, and I am at one and then two. But we had, and I hope that our discussion tonight will uplift any of you minefielders out there that had a similar week from us, where we find out that awful crushing feeling when you're just another cog in a machine. And, but the same. the best of times, twas the worst of times. The blurst of times. <laughs> uh, but, uh, it happens, man. I, I, Honestly, man, in reflection on Saturday morning when we, you and I went to Oklahoma to uh, hang out with my homegirl mm-hmm. that just inherited a uh, a comic collection. Plethora. Yeah, we went to Brahms. Plethora. Pleth- plethora. What was it, what, six boxes? It was five. Seven boxes, something like that? It felt like a hundred. I gotta say that the last time I felt that elated about opening anything was I was five years old. It was a year before my sister was born. And I went down, 5.30 a.m., woke my parents up for Christmas, and the whole goddamn tree was surrounded. Three. By G.I. Joes. And the SR-71 and the freaking uh, space shuttle. I dove into that. There was... It was, right. a, it was a frenzy. And uh, so... <clears throat> Put in perspective, minefielders, Mr. Tony Morales. How you doing, brother? Doing well. We're, we're alive. We, tra- we traveled. We traveled. And uh, we were asked to assess... Duty a... called, as it were. It Duty called. It was a public service we performed. We made sure that uh, a certain uh, friend of ours were understood what they had. We showed up with the price guide, too, by the way. And it was a dated one. It was a dated one. It was a 10 years old one. But that's okay because we both talked about it. 
despite the fact that it was dated, we knew that anything that we found, if it had increased in value, we'd have known, depending on the movies or anything, like, because we read everything. And we would have known we to... Got spec, we got FOMO, we got freaking, you know, legitimate new grounds for the base price, you know, freaking out. Yeah, no, freaking, it was, uh, it was interesting, man. Freaking, I hadn't, uh, I'd heard of other people in, like, YouTube doing it, going to, you know, where people come to you and they're like, hey, can you take a look at what I got? You know, I don't know what I, I, you know, some people just don't know, like, you know, via inheritance or via just, like, time passing, people don't know what they have anymore. And they come to people that they feel know more about them on this certain subject being comic books. Correct. And, uh, you know, we were we were gifted this opportunity and we took full advantage of it. And, and, and just to put that in perspective, by full advantage, we treated someone as well as someone could be possibly be treated in terms of an assessment of a collection. Uh, we went in there with no intentions of buying anything or getting anything. We just wanted to make sure that someone knew what they had. And... Yeah. Um, just making sure somebody didn't get, you know, didn't get taken advantage of, basically. You know, ex- being, exactly. You know, and, honestly, talking about what the uh, what is good, what is what you know, what they had that was, you know, really good, what they had was decent, and what they had that was, you know, just kind of, you know, average books, basically. You correct. Know, not not horribly. Not anything that's going to be super sought after unless you are a collector looking to fill out a run. Correct. And when this person approached me, um, I I told them, I told him, uh, there's three situations we have. You have nothing. Sorry, there's nothing here. They're old. It is what it is. It is what it is. You've got a lot of crap and there's two kind of juicy nuggets you might get a hundred bucks for or it'll be a dream come true <laughs> and yeah. uh, i remember we pulled up uh dude i, I like I, I feel like i was like on like focal point like like on edge like even when i woke up because usually when you get to my house i'm usually just like just getting in the shower like i'm still late <laughs> and like, like I was yeah. ready. We were ready. Give me, good, give me a good ten minutes, and I'll be good to go. But I need that ten minutes to really, you know, kind of perk up a little bit. Mm. I already had my coffee. I already uh, had a some toast. Showered. Had everything ready. We 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 took off. We got to the place, and you were like, "Yo, do they know I'm going to be here?" I'm like, "Absolutely!" Like it's one of the first things I introduced is that me and my homie. We this is we go to like every comic store within like a tri-state area <laughs> like um yeah once a month like yeah like, and that, that, and that was hugely important because i was like i didn't want to be like oh hey uh did they they know i'm coming nah man we shouldn't walk on in dude this is somebody's house you know we went to yeah went to somebody's house that i'm obviously unfamiliar with you're more familiar with obviously knowing them for quite a while and i, I appreciate like, i made sure everything was on the up and up you know and i appreciated your concern about that but like you were you were absolutely welcome and knowing that you were coming and i you were like what's the situation i'm like okay so the situation is from what i've ascertained there's no will the kids know that there's comics and I think that this person thinks that 
these kids are pieces of crap and didn't love their dad and don't does not want to hand over uh, a financial gold mine to people that don't deserve it or are going to spend it on meth or like you know you know what I'm saying like just just burn it immediately and not know what they had or and uh remember we walked in uh and the place by the way was company company clean it was spotless mm-hmm. it was com- immaculate immaculate there was candles lit did you see the candles lit and they had fudge for us. They made us fudge. <laughs> it was the first thing they handed to us. I'm not going to lie. I don't have any fudge left. I ate all the fudge. Dude, <laughs> I, I gave my dad, uh, I went over to my dad's house right afterwards because I called my mom and let her know what happened. And she's like, they gave you fudge? Your dad likes fudge. I went over him away. <laughs> and the old man was like chilling. And uh, I got there the next day. I gave him, uh, I want to say 75% of that fudge. I kept, like, one piece for me just to try it out because I know I'd eat it all. And uh, I got there, mm-hmm. and it was all gone. It was all gone. The old man ate. It was, it, for the record, it was immaculate fudge. Oh, it was It was the most perfect fudge ever. <laughs> like, and <laughs> in Tupperware, too. Like, like, like not, she didn't give it to us in freaking uh, aluminum foil. It was, like, nicely sealed ski. <laughs> like, 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 uh... When you hand someone off and you're not expecting to get your casserole disc back. Okay. All right. And uh, I sit down and I say, I don't want to offend you, but this is why I'm ascertaining that these uh, kids are pieces of crap. And um, you want to make sure that some awful people are not going to get some wonderful things. And they're like, yeah, that's exactly, that's exactly what we want to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, Okay. And uh, I was told that there was some... As long as we know what we're here for, we're good. Exactly. We brought the we we brought the price guide. We had Bridget. We we were we were solid. Like like, you you'd even brought some bags and boards. We even brought bags and boards just in case there were some cherries that were buck naked. We like, gotta make sure. Gotta handle that. Gotta handle it. Freaking! uh, I lay out the assertion. I was worried I was gonna offend them. I was correct, which frankly spooked me out too because i had very little knowledge that was that was just what i felt how how exactly when you sent me the initial text being like this is a thing uh i think it was thursday morning or friday morning thursday afternoon the way you worded it was like you know they've got 60s and it was 50s 60s and 70s stuff yeah and i was just like i'm there like this is you know, we don't know what's going to happen, but we know something's going to happen. Dude, it was some ghost hunter shit, man. Like, like, like four, four. Uh, but like, it was like, I, like me and my homie do this. Um, and I texted you. I was like, listen, they've got, they might have these comics. I offered our services. I assume you're in. You're and you're like, f yeah, <laughs> that was yours. Yeah, I'm there. <clears throat> like this is this is one of those things you like hear about. You're like. I'm not sure what's going to happen, but something awesome could happen. And it's 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 one of those things that is, it's worth the guest. You know, you don't you don't necessarily know. I mean, worst comes to worst, we could hit up some local comic shops and be like, hey, I'll, maybe I'll get my money's worth somewhere. Correct. But like freaking, you know, you put that kind of time and effort into it. You're like, dude, either this is gonna this is gonna pay off or it's not. Yeah. But if you do, if you don't go, you'll never know. And I really appreciate the trust you had on me in this one because I offered our services immediately. I assume you're in. You're like, F yeah. 
Um, but like when we pulled up, I, I told you my assertion of the situation and then we went in and then we opened. Wow. I, 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 you know, I, yeah. And, and yeah, that, and that's a huge thing too. Is like, we made it a point to be like, before we go in here, we want to know exactly like between the two of us, what the expectations are, you know? Right. You asked. Like, our... We're not. We're not going in here with any expectations of being like, oh, I'm gonna grab this and this and like, I want this, I want that. Exactly. It, it it was more so like, what are their expectations of this situation? Exactly. You know, that way, that way, you know, we know, you know, this may or may not happen, but like we know, we know ground rules basically. Of this situation, because like I, you know, you hear like I hear this stuff. Like I watch a lot of YouTube videos mm-hmm. with like guys that do this similar thing. You know, they go, they travel a little bit, and like, oh hey, I just want to know what I have, and like I don't want to expect to get something, and then be disheartened, Correct. as opposed to being like, hey, this is a situation, this is what we're here for. If this happens, fantastic. If this doesn't happen, then it is it you know it is what it is. If we're just here to just look at a collection and see what happens, yeah, cool, awesome. As long as as long as the you know expectations are known going in, awesome. Because this is something I I've, I've never done before, and I don't Me believe either. you've done previously. No, 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 no. This was a gem, but. Yeah, as long as the expectations are known and laid out beforehand, cool. This is what we're doing. Yeah, and you asked, like, are we going to be able to buy anything? I'm like, I didn't push them. We're just going to show up. And we yeah. talked about it beforehand. But we both did have money in our pockets just in case. We both did have money in our pockets just in case. Um, not enough for what we got. Um, and we'll get to that in a little bit. But we 100% went into this with pure intentions. We've always gone into... Uh, the hunt with pure intentions. The hunt abides, the mm-hmm. hunt provides. We never doubt yep. the hunt. You've always had your list. It, like I, I love the dynamic. Like uh, Mr. Tony Morales here always has his list. I wander around and accidentally bump into something, and we both leave with gems. Um, yeah, that's how we work. Either way, either way works. Depends on how you do it. Yeah, and, and, but but the same. But the thing is, though, is that we have completely different ethos when we come to comic collecting. But however, mm-hmm. it always works out in the end. And this was yeah. something that we did as pure intention, and which is very difficult to describe to somebody because when you tell somebody you did something with pure intentions, I took someone to the prom and they got drunk, and we actually you know did it. Um, no, nah, you didn't have no pure intentions there, dude. You you knew what you were doing. <laughs> um, yeah, you knew you were setting yourself up for it. Yeah, like you're freaking. You're hoping for the best, preparing like maybe not preparing for the worst per se. Yeah, but like you're definitely like, hey, I want to freaking. I would like for this to happen. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, you know, it is what it is. But our intention, you know, was- if nothing else, you freaking make a good connection, and if you happen to find some books you, that you would like to have, and maybe you're setting yourself up down the line to be able to make a make a move on those books, correct? Whether that involves money or not, correct. But our intentions were here to make sure that they knew what they had. That was all we had. We we laid it yeah. in, we laid it in ground, like and for you minefielders that understand that don't understand the ethos of minefields and new era, is it's pure intention. And when we make a decision, we make a decision, and that's it. And there's no contention. 
there's no like there's no ill will there's there's no like uh secret innuendo it's just that's how it's on paper that's, that's how we roll that's how we roll so we walk in yeah. we get some free fudge and uh we lay down the assertion the fudge was a nice touch i had a bit said i'd have been satisfied with the oh. fudge Oh Jesus, the fudge was amazing. That was the best fudge we ever had in my life. And uh, so we open book one. You take point on mm-hmm. this one. We we open box one. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, no, we're just gonna go on through stuff. Like we're just, it's it's a lot of freaking different, uh, different. Like I said, the 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 collection in and of itself ranged from the fifties to the seventies. Quite a quite a few books we knew a lot about. There was quite a few books. Uh, Quite a few amazing um, Spider-Men. Quite a few incredible Hulks. Yes, sir. Quite Adam, a few, there's Avengers. There's freaking Thor. Adam Warlock. Uh, a Marvel team up. Adam Warlock. Yeah, a lot of lot of team up books. I'm not. I'm not horribly familiar with the team up books. Me neither. But there ended up being there ended up being quite, uh, one that I was really interested in towards the end. Now I'm not too interested in those books, but what does interest me is that this gentleman that correct that collected these books was so into comics that these comics that these team up Marvel team up books nothing ever happened in these books. Like these aren't like mm-hmm. cherry gems, but there was so many of them that you could tell his passion for just like oh. Like like the person that's really into what if, like, like just wanting good stories mm-hmm. and just just a challenge and like it, it there was a lot of amazing things in there and uh, yeah I, I like I remember that first box I'm like okay so Incredible Hulk one forty one one forty two uh, one eighty one like we just kept getting closer and then you found what was the first cherry you found because like uh i've got my recollection you've got yours because we started the we started the cherry collection we definitely were definitely working up the one the the incredible holes we were definitely working up that i was like oh man we're like and it was really funny because i I mentioned like how are we gonna know when we find something i was like when josh squeals like a little girl (laughs) you will know yeah yeah, that, that, that is how you will know we've really found some gems. There's no hiding this. <laughs> There's yeah, no hiding this. It just is. It, it just is what it is. And freaking like you know, and we were. And the thing was, it was the tease. It was the tease. That was the, like was, we would get there, you would get to like issue one seventy nine of Incredible Hulk, and then like the next issue would be like one eighty four. Yeah, exactly. We just kept like chiseling away. I'm like, I know it's here. I know it's here. I know it's here. Yeah, you know, you know it's there, and then like all of a sudden, I, I want to say, we definitely hit a 180 beforehand, which is I believe is the first appearance of Windigo, but it's also the first cameo appearance of Wolverine. Last panel, you found that one first. You found yeah, the very last one, and I was like, "Hey, look, here it is," and freaking, you know, like I said, we get, you know, we were going for it, and it's like, oh, you know, we're so close, so close, so close, I mean, and then you like. Maybe five minutes later, oh, oh. <laughs> it's here! It's here! We got the squeal. Uh, it's here! Squeal. It's here, dude! I, I I can't tell you the like the feeling like because we, we like you said we're whittling away like we're getting so close. Mm-hmm. It was the tease. You found one eighty like, and then there it was one eighty one. There it was. Yeah, and then and it was in your hands, and you're just like, oh. you know, and it was it was. And they were very interested. Prepubescent, prepubescent joy. 
would be the the words I would use to to point out the moment. I'm gonna pause the recording for just a second. So uh, I said my piece on that one, and yeah, I lost it. And it was, I, I want to say that one was maybe a seven. That one was mm-hmm. maybe a seven. And, but it just kept going on. And like, we, we were barely like halfway into the first box. Yeah. And we'd already come across the first appearance of Wolverine. Of Wolverine. And the funny thing was, was that my friend uh, who had asked me to, uh, ascertain these these books I was like okay so I told her the three situations nothing something mm-hmm. a little bit of something or oh my god and if you said there's 1970s uh, Incredible Hulks the best thing you can hope for is this book and I showed her yeah. 181 on eBay and she was like that's going for $10,000 I'm like yeah well you know that might be in there if there's if you're legit on this uh, not that I was doubting her. It was more of like is what she's gone through. She didn't through. know what she had. Yeah, she didn't know what she had. And then, mm-hmm. uh, wow. We And then, uh, what was the next? And then we keep going. And then we keep going. No, we keep, we keep going. And we find a freaking, a second print, a, a second copy of 181. A second copy. This wasn't, this wasn't, there was two of them. And there was two yeah. of 180. Yeah, we eventually found a second issue 180. So they have two freaking 180 and 181 combinations. Correct. And I personally have never seen one live. I've seen them on eBay, obviously, and on the internet. But I I, I can't say I've ever held it a freaking first appearance of Wolverine. A buck or naked a first, one. A first, first cameo appearance of Wolverine. Both buck naked. Exactly. That's a minefield like, term. That, all that's these... the thing is, first off, oh, all of these books, not I don't I don't think a one of them. Not one of them. They were all buck naked. Imported. All of them were buck naked, and they weren't in comic boxes. They were in packing boxes. Exactly. They were in packing boxes. Like six, six or seven packing boxes. Now, the one thing that sticks out to me that confuses me is that, like, mm-hmm. if if this gentleman was collecting comics when these these books came out. Because there was mm-hmm. no way that this guy got these books later, because there were there was too many of them in a row. Yeah, there was too many of them in a row. Like this guy took one look at Wolverine and said, "I need two of these, mother. <laughs> I need two. Yep, I need two. Not just two of one eighty one, but two of one eighty. Yeah. And then we that got is a man that knew what he had. A man that knew what he had and knew what good comic books is. And I'm. And then, like, the what was the next cherry we found? Like, was it uh, Blade? I think, yeah. We found a Tomb of Dracula number eight, first appearance of Blade. It wasn't in that good of a condition, but it didn't matter. It was the first appearance of Blade. <laughs> yeah. It was in our hands. We got to look at it. They, they'd let us, like, I, I, I really wish we'd been filming that whole thing because um, they let us geek out. They, they like yeah. for almost three hours they let us geek out and just yep. freak out and just like like can we look at it can we just open the pages like they're you're not gonna you're not gonna go to a comic store and even uncle ed's not gonna let you thumb through 181 <laughs> like yeah yeah 
it's not gonna happen. And just to make sure all make, make sure all the coupons are there and make all sure, the yeah yeah all the pages are there exactly and, and these were unyellowed pages uh, and uh, they had the like yeah the the uh, the the stamps uh, for those of you that don't understand but back in the day there was always like a a Marvel stamp inside that you'd cut out to send away for something later and they were mm-hmm. they had not been cut out. They had not been cut out in as best white pages as you can. And then the third cherry we found was... Did you find it? No, you found it. You found this one was The Punisher. Yeah, I found uh, issue 129, Amazing Spider-Man. Because we were freaking... We were looking through them. Like I said, he had, a, he had a, quite a bit of one uh, Amazing Spider-Man. And freaking, sure enough, 129 pops up. First appearance of The Punisher... Freaking! Uh, if you want to hear, if you, again, you want to hear Joshua Michael scream like a or squeal. Oh my god! <laughs> there it was, like like. Yeah, there it was. Yeah, we right lived, then we and there. Lived, you kind of squealed. I I squealed for you. Like we we got a nice dynamic on this list. Oh, you squealed enough for everybody. <laughs> but yeah, and then freaking turns out yet again, not one, but two, first appearance of the Punishers, Amazing Spider-Man one twenty nine. Right back. Can't to, say I've seen, barely seen one in the wild, let alone two. Right back to what I was saying. How did this guy know? In the you know in the seventies or you know seventies as it were, freaking uh, that these were the copy. These were the comics to get multiple copies of. We needed to write a story about this guy. No. Uh, freaking uh, and then we turned around and freaking we found issue one twenty one and one twenty two. Uh freaking the death of Gwen Stacy. Ooh, that was really nice handing that to them because they'd seen the movie and we're like, okay, we mm-hmm. laid it out for them and like, okay, these are the two books. Who dies and then Gwen's dead. Remember when she's yep. dangling at the end of the web? Uh, the, this yep. is what had happened. And they're like... Yeah. And then she turns around and she's talking about how her favorite... Uh, she likes the Scarlet... Your cousin likes the Scarlet Witch and she likes um, Ms. Marvel... And we find the first appearance of Ms. Marvel. Oh. Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel number one. Or Ms. Marvel number one, pardon me. It, and freaking... Uh, we're here barely it, through two boxes? Appearance. We're barely through two boxes? <laughs> yeah. And then that's when we started getting organized. That's when you That's when you sat Indian style and I just started handing you books and freaking we started... Yeah. Like that was because uh, we, we we still had the pile of cherries. Uh, we had the pile of regular mm-hmm. cherries, but we had the also. Here's the ones like you know, be buried with these ones, <laughs> or if we had these, we'd be yeah. buried with them. And these uh, are the ones you need. Yeah, if you're gonna sell anything, you sell these. Take your you time. know, freaking, we did that. Um, you found first. And then person- we ended up, you know, hey, what's better? What's better than the first cameo appearance and first appearance of a uh, Wolverine? Is when you can turn around and you can put it with the first appearance of Sabretooth. Oh. And we found that in there. Just one copy. I love But I, sure enough, Iron Man for, uh, Iron Fist 14, first appearance of Sabretooth is in there. I love the testing we were having because we were having a good test. You and I had a good tete-a-tete on that one. We were like, look at this. Mm-hmm. And, like, uh, and like, I looked at it and I knew what it was and I had to say what it was to make sure that you knew I knew what it was. And you did it back and forth and I did too. And uh, it, yeah. it, 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 was, it was so much fun. And, like, and these yeah. weren't even our comics. We were just appraising for somebody. Yeah. 
just being like, this is something. This is something you want to hold on to. And I believe, was it the first appearance of Warlock we found? We found Warlock number one. That's not the first Warlock one. number one, okay. And there was a lot of Warlocks. Um, and mm. it's funny because I was like, hey, uh, was your brother a huge pothead? And she's like, how would you know that? I'm like, well, all these Warlock, Doctor Strange, um, Mad Magazine, and R. Crumb no, covers. It, 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 it was the Warlock, it was the Mad Magazine, because you said if we find Doctor Strange, that confirms it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. exactly. And then sure enough, we didn't find any Doctor Strange. We didn't find any Doctor we Strange. Find, we did find a lot of the team-ups that had Doctor Strange in it. Correct. Like, this guy was a huge pothead. There's no way. Because, like, the uh, Untold History of Marvel, uh, that graphic, uh, not graphic novel, the uh, uh, novel, uh, real life, mm -hmm. uh, true life novel, uh, came out back in 2012. Um, yeah. Told the story of these uh, gentlemen and gentlewomen that were writing these books uh, that were all mm -hmm. high on acid and uh, locking themselves in Manhattan apartments and taking as much ash as they could and writing Howard the Duck because there, there were so many Howard the Ducks. I'm surprised there wasn't any more Swamp. Thing. There was a plethora of Howard the Ducks. There was a plethora. He asked about it, and I hate, I hate Howard the Duck. I love Howard the Duck. Dude, due to personal reasons, I despise Howard the Duck. Did you get beat up by some uh, I don't want to talk about it. I grew up in the 80s. I knew that movie. Yeah, that movie. Screw did, the duck. That movie did weird things to <laughs> me. Man, I was like, "Well, I'm little, he's little. I can yeah. score Leah Thompson." It gave me hope. Exactly. It gave me hope. <laughs> gave you fake hope. <laughs> no, I. But yeah, no, we. Uh, and then we ended up finding the uh, the Green Arrow. Oh uh, my Green god! Arrow, oh, druggish, druggish. Oh. I couldn't they believe. Find out that he is a junkie. I couldn't believe we were holding that in our hands because there was no other Green Arrow issues there. Yeah, that was that was the thing. This was a man who loved his Marvel comics. Who and that was DC, by the he way. Had, he had a couple of other ones here. Like he had some Batman here and there, a couple of action comics. Oh, first special ratio goal. Insane. <laughs> The insane majority of this gentleman's books were all Marvel comic books. The only thing I can think of he couldn't get his hands on that he really wanted was the first Prince of the Falcon because there was so many Captain America and the Falcons that were real close mm -hmm. to 111. And no, 117 is first Prince of the Falcon. Yeah. I thought it was 111. I'm bad. But they were really close, but not close enough. Mm -hmm. But not close yeah. enough. Uh, well, that was the same thing with his X Men. I was like, oh, if he's only got a, if he's got an X Men ninety four, an X Men ninety four or giant size, let's see what happens. See what happens, dude. If he had a and giant size, we he had he had issue ninety six. Was it close? The lowest he went of before he got to the issues that freaking were um, the reprints. Correct in in the nineties and freaking uh ninety three and to ninety sixty seven and ninety three were the reprint issues. Dude, if I don't know what we're walking into, and if there had been a giant size, it would have been one of those, like, hey, we're walking in, we're going to treat these people right, but if there's giant size, uh, I'm going to throw this little bulb on the ground and hold your breath for five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and that would have been justified in the hunt sense, but we were, we were keeping it tight and legit and right. Yeah, uh, we, uh, we had talked, man, freaking out. Randomly, they had one Aqua, I think one Aquaman issue, but the one Aquaman issue he had was the first appearance of Black Manta. 
And who is in possession of that correctly right yeah. now? Yeah, and then for and that was when I finally was like, you know, I would like I, I told him like legitimately I was like, you know, this is the book I would like to make you an offer on. That was that was the turning point, and yeah, and I'm glad you did that, just because like we'd done him a service, but like that book was not in the best shape. You weren't asking to pay five dollars for five thousand dollar book or something like that uh, mm-hmm. i'm not saying black man is worth that much but um but it's a, it's you know in good in halfway decent condition it was a it's a couple hundred dollar book and freaking but the the cover was the cover was separated and it was off the uh off the book itself <laughs> but i was like dude no alone i was like dude this is a this is a book i would like i just you know just threw it out there i would like to make an offer on this book you know, that's a, it's, a, it's a personal book that I, I love the Black Mana character. I'm not the biggest Aquaman fan, but I freaking Aquaman. Uh, the first appearance of Black Mana is a book that I have been looking for for probably the last year that I've yet to come across one that I felt comfortable paying the price that was asked on. And freaking they just turn around and like, you can have it. And I, I was surprised because, like I said, I was willing. Because I had, I honestly, though, know, throwing it out there, you know, no freaking BS. I had a hundred dollars on me, and I was like, I'm gonna see what I can get out of this. I had sixty, and they were, they were like, no, they were like, take it. And I was like, are you sure? You know, because I at no that was the biggest thing on this. That like I really want the people listening to understand is that we, at no point did we ever tell these people that anything uh, we didn't falsify anything. No, not at all. We were like, hey, these are the books you want. These are books that freaking can get you a good price, and these are the books that are you know, like I said, run fillers. And you know, we, we were very honest about what. Each book could, in theory, give the give them because th- that was something they were wanting to use. We wouldn't want to take that away from them. Agreed. And I think you're the one that knocked that out of the park because if Joshua screams and freaks out, that's a book. Uh, like yeah. first Prince of Phoenix. <laughs> um, like they knew. Oh, that's they- true. I didn't. Even, I didn't even. I didn't even think about that one. Yeah. Yet. Uncanny X Men One Hundred One. First appearance of Phoenix, like like if Joshua freaks out, that's a book. Um, mm-hmm. There's no hiding it, and um, yeah. Uh, so and then she was like, um, "Are there any books that you want?" And I was like, "Well, ma'am, you do have two First Prince of the Punisher." I wasn't gonna ask for First Prince of the Wolverine because that's the, those are their cherries. That's why we were there. Yeah, and you got two, and I'd very much like. And she's like, "Take it." Um, thank you, thank you, ma'am. And she's like, you've done a lot of work today. I really appreciate you. And granted, if you guys had tasted this fudge, you would think we're cheating these people. Um, but <laughs> yeah. um, she asked you, and you're like, you'd like those detective comics. Uh, you got, you got a first appearance of Rachel Ghoul. Um, yeah, and it's, it's the second appearance I've had a Rachel Ghoul. It, it, it's actually a superior copy to the one I initially bought off of eBay. I call it. You know, you get. You freaking, uh, I was like, you know, if you don't mind, I'd like, I, I asked for um, several of the, because I was like, 
the Iron Man you have are run fillers. I would just I'm, I'm working on getting that compl that collection complete. If you wouldn't mind, I would like those. I was like they had a couple of uh, pre ninety four uncanny X Men oh, that yeah. I was interested in. Oh yeah, and freaking um and uh, they had the Iron Man, they had the uncanny X Men, and freaking they had one book. Of all the books we had, they only had one book that was on my list, but it was Marvel Team Up 65, which is the first American appearance of Brian Braddock, Captain Britain. Oh, yeah, they did have that one. And I was like, if you guys wouldn't mind, I would like to take, I would I would like that one. And that one, in all honesty, is like a 20 or $30 book. But it's still, it and, was it was a cherished. But it was on my list. It was still on your list, but it was also something cherished uh, in, in your own regards. And then she mm -hmm. she was like, is there anything you want? I'm like, man, I got enough. And she's like, no, what do you want? Is there anything here? And I was like, I'd appreciate it if you hold on to those uh, amazing Spider-Mans. Uh, I don't have the money for it right now. Um, I'd like to buy those off you. Legit, like, I would come there every paycheck with, like, 50 bucks and, like, whittle away at it for the next, just like, 10 years. take a little bit of the time. Yeah, 10 years, just whittle away, just, um, and... She picked him up, and well, at first it said no. She's like, just take him, and I was like, no, I can't. And she's like, no, take him, and then she went and picked him up, yeah. and put him in my hands, a stack of almost eighty, <laughs> bless you, amazing Spider-Man comic books. I almost started crying, and you saw me almost started crying because <laughs> you yeah. know how much I love Spidey, and uh, freaking. Mm -hmm. um, uh, we had a very nice conversation with them and we made sure that their collection was protected. And, uh, uh yeah. the, the one thing that really, and I even, I even told them, I was like, dude, I freaking, I was like, you know, if, you know, once you guys figure out how much you like to sell them for, I wouldn't mind getting one of those uncanny X or uncanny, incredible Hulk 180, 181 combos. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll be in the once, once you guys know what you want to charge for them. If they had told us yeah. five thousand for one of them, uh, you and I would have been like headed to the ATM and calling our freaking credit card companies and like up our up it up. And uh, e even if it yeah. was just one book for you, I would I would gladly make sure you got that extra uh, hundy or one k just to make sure you got your giant size because if it solidified the grail because. We abide the hunt. It's 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 yeah. like it's our crom, freaking. Um, but no, uh, we didn't we didn't ask for anything that we didn't deserve. And uh, I remember yeah. like the the one thing that sticks out to me is that um, we got in the car and then we drove around for like ten minutes. And you're like, where the fuck are we? Five. Boom, one more five. And I was like, I don't know. We were in such a daze after leaving that house we didn't know where yeah. we were we, we, we like you were driving like just willy-nilly around like residential area and we didn't realize where we were we were like three miles away from like until we realized that we like, needed to be that we didn't know what we were doing and we had to pull yeah. over we had to pull over for just a minute <laughs> and uh just we got fudge and some of the best comic yeah, we books it. we had some some pretty amazing comic books, yeah. But we made sure they knew what they had. And yeah. 
And I mean, that was the most important. I think that was a lot of what really kind of gave us, you know, an in was that we really, you know, we weren't, we weren't, we weren't the, like, we didn't lie about it. We didn't like, oh, this is garbage. You know, you don't need that. Well, I'll take it though. You know, even when like, we didn't know, but we knew. Like, I remember there was a, a comic book. I was like, hey, I know this is something, but I'm not sure what it is. Oh yeah, we did that for four you or five. You looked up on your phone. We looked at four or five. Yeah. And you looked up on your phone and it was the first appearance of Gamora. And yeah. I was like, I know this is something, but I don't know what it is. You know, we pulled all the all the Guardians of the Galaxy books aside. Yep. And told them, I was like, you know, these probably aren't worth much now. But wait till like right before the Guardians of the Galaxy 3 movie comes out and they're probably going to jump up in price. Yeah, the FOMO. You're going to have a specific, a specific time frame to sell them in to really get more bang for your buck if you're not interested in the comic books in and of themselves. Yeah, take you know? advantage of that FOMO, right? <laughs> yeah. Ain't nothing wrong with it. It's just it is what that's that's the game you play when you're selling your books. Ooh, selling books. That's scary, but freaking No, uh, the hunt so. the hunt abided and it provided. We yeah. did a we did a wonderful public service and yeah. And then freaking once we got back to your place, once I was, you know, dropping you off after we got back from Oklahoma to the freaking uh you know, first thing we're doing is like, oh hey, I got two of this book, you know, and also uh, freaking, well, I got two of this book. Let's freaking exchange it. That way we both have one copy of each book, you know? I, I want to add to that. Um, one of the other rules for the hunt is that dupes belong to the other gentleman. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you, 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 that was one of the rules we set in force right off the bat, right when we were working for the other fed. But you were the first one to really prove true blue to that, and you handed me three copies. Um, I'm sorry, you handed me three of the four of uh, Batman Year One. Year One, yeah. And uh, you also made sure I got one of the ones that weren't missing. That you already had that in Uncle Ed's box waiting for me, and mm-hmm. you proved true to the to the Fed. I, I remember when we were first starting hanging out, and um, we promised fifty percent. And uh, I gave you your fifty percent. You counted your money. You trusted, but you verified. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. It was all there, and you you, you absolutely made sure I got the mad hookup for freaking uh, Batman Year One. Uh, hell, man, I, I I like it, it. We're not like counting cherries here. We're, we're just like. The hunt, we made the rules of the hunt. We have never not deviated. And yeah. uh, we got out of control on the way out of there because we didn't remember where the hell we were. Uh, we, we were in a total daze leaving that house, man. Yeah. It, it was it was just awesome, man. Like, you know, you don't you don't get the, that kind of opportunity often. And you don't freaking get that. Uh, like, that, it, was, it was something cool because, like, you don't freaking see that... Uh, you know, you don't get those kind of books, you know, that chance to walk out with those books, period. Exactly. Let alone at the at the price we got them for, obviously. Yeah, and they were given you to know? us simply on the merit that we were there to help them, and we were... Yeah, that like, we weren't BSing them, that we nope. weren't just making up stuff. We easily could have been like, oh, that's not then, you know, I'll take that off your hands, and they wouldn't have known the difference. No, they would have never known. You know, oh, okay, it's just, it's, it's, I'll take all these incredible books from you, and it's just, they're just taking up space. 
Yeah, we, you know, and then we all of a sudden, oh, hey, we got two uh, credit, you know, freaking first appearance as a Wolverine. You know, we yeah. were honest about it. Can't do that. That's not the the hunt. Yeah. The hunt would betray us. We would never find anything for like ten years if we ever betrayed yeah. the hunt in in wrong. I mean, it, it, it's karma, man. Freaking, you know, you freaking, you don't just, you know, you got to be on, you know, play straight. This is what you. And that's the thing, man. Is you get an opportunity to really, you know, if we turn around and they're like willing to freaking give us a huge discount on that or freaking you know, work with us with it, whatever, you know, that's, that's because we, you know, we were honest with them. Correct. You know, and this, and this was, you know, your cousin and her, you know, her husband were an older couple. And it's like, we easily, if we'd chosen to just could have taken advantage of that situation. Correct. You know, none of the, none of the books, we didn't want to that just... i grabbed personally was just like it's not like i lied to them it was like hey this isn't you know i was I was filling out a run because I, I you know i'm working on an iron man run right now yeah and i was honest with them you know hey this is you know these books might be as much as like 20 bucks you know nothing and i i went home and i checked them on ebay yeah they weren't all in the best and none of them were so... none of them were worth much more than that just because freaking it's you know they were they weren't any first appearances. They weren't anything crazy, you know, in the books that were, like I said, the the first appearance of black man. I told them this is an, uh, this is a book I would like to make you an offer on. This is a book I would like to pay you money on. And they were like, you know, no, we don't, we don't want your money. You're doing us a service, you know, letting us know what these are. I wonder- And that's, that's awesome. I wonder if the reason we got the mad hookup was because you and I never asked for one thing at all. Yeah. I mean, I think, like I said, I think it comes down to the honesty of it. You know, the the books that were going to be expensive books, the ones that were like, hey, this is, these are the books you want to hold on to. You know, even, like I said, you the fact that you asked for the Punisher 129, that was after we'd already established, hey, this is something you want to hold on to. This is something that could be worth money. You know, and then Correct. you were like, hey, you know, if you wouldn't mind, I would like one. And you know, I, it's not like you were like, hey, I want this because we did this. And when he uh, it, handed me the two, I picked the lesser grade. Yeah, I thought, exactly. You know? I, but I got to tell you, I thought about it. No. I I thought I about it. I'm, 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 I'm not being crappy here. I thought about it. Absolutely not. Yeah. Absolutely not. Uh, I, I picked the lesser grade one. And we had established, and I, I really think that the fact that we didn't ask for anything really established a uh, modus motif here on this one. Um, mm-hmm. We just were having yeah, that fun. Was- yeah, we were having fun. That's, that's the thing. This was this was somebody's collection that freaking had, that had gone over this for decades. Yeah, and it was interesting. Like, it, like you've talked about it previously. I don't know. I'm sure you've talked about it on the podcast. Yeah. We've definitely talked about it beforehand, privately, about like this. These are historical artifacts for us. Yeah, these are these, these are these are big deals. Yeah, you know, this is like how often can before this can you say you've held an amazing spider-man 129 or you've held an incredible hulk 181 yeah you know for guys like us that doesn't you know for people 
overall. A lot of times that doesn't happen. Correct. You know, it's awesome to be like, hey, this is, you know, to have the opportunity to grab a book like that. But, like, how often in your life are you really going to get a chance to flip through those pages? One thing that... Other than, like, through, like, an app. One thing that bothered me about this uh, instant, uh, instance of the hunt providing and abiding was that you thanked me for bringing you along. Uh, that mm-hmm. bo- that bothered me. Really? It did. Of course, okay. I'm br- of course I'm bringing you along. Of course yeah. you're going to be here. Like, like mm-hmm. under no circum, like you would never forgive me if I told you this story alone. <laughs> yeah, They're, I got you. But, but you're, you're, you're one. Jesus, man, we, we, we do what we do, and we, we have our set of moral codes, and we abide by them. But like, there is no way. I, like, because we pulled up, and one of the first things is, she know we're here, and I was like, yes, we offered our services. And I told you what I thought was gonna happen, and or might could happen, and freaking, um, I only bring it up because you're bro. There's no way I couldn't have done that without you, man. Like that was yeah, that was too much fun. I appreciate that, it, it was too, and I appreciate that. But like, I'm not saying that because I want you to tell me you appreciate me. I'm telling you, that's just the rules of the hunt. Yeah. That's just rules of the hunt. You abide, you provide. And freaking, uh, my, like, you have your list, and I bumped into someone kismet. And you're going to bump into someone the same way. It's going to happen. doesn't matter if it does or doesn't, but freaking, um, that was amazing. I, I mean, just, yeah. Uh, like, I remember, um, I, I asked her, was your brother a huge pothead? And she was like, yeah, how do you know that? I'm like, well, there's a lot of Adam Warlock and Doctor Strange team-ups and uh, Mad Magazines and our crumb covers. And she's like, yeah, he was a huge pothead. How'd you, how'd you figure that out? <laughs> yeah. That's I mean, what people those... like what they like, man. It's freaking, it is what it is. What was your favorite, uh, as we wind down on it, like, uh, what was your favorite part of it? Um, no, man, just just get me to go through that whole list, man. Like, I think we went through like what six or seven boxes, and freaking, it was just, uh, it you know, it was just the hunt, man. You look through it, and you're like, what am I gonna find? What am I gonna find? What am I gonna find? Oh, oh, we're getting closer. We're getting closer. Close. You know that whole thought process of being like, you know, it's it, even the fact that it, you know, I might not even be able to find like find something that I'm gonna get. Wolverine's about but, like, to happen. Just the fact that you're like looking through it and being like. This is this could be something amazing. My favorite part about it was going to Muse so we can go with some bags and boards and giggling in all these Bush League variant and good. <laughs> not that they don't have awesome stuff on the wall. Uh, that's not what I'm mm-hmm. saying. Like we just left. They do. They have amazing stuff on the wall, but uh, we just left a uh, a dream come true. Like we didn't know it was yeah. a dream. I mean, you don't you don't get opportunities like that very often, man. Like you freaking. You might like. How often do you see two issue uh, one eighty one Incredible Hulks? Oh, two one eighties. Two one eighties. Two one twenty nine Amazing Spider Mans. You know, first appearance of Blade. Like this guy had some freaking amazing, amazing stuff in his collection. You know, like I said, I was able to walk out with some Detective, some Iron Man, some classic X Men pre issue ninety four stuff that I 
you know, while I would have been, you know, I might have been able to find it here and there. Yeah. You know, freaking would have taken me years to to get together. And it was just there. You know, hey, just thank there. you guys for coming over. Here you go. And like they knew what we were what we were taking. Like yeah. it's not like we ever hid anything from them as far as price we, and whatnot. We told them flat out every like we, we showed yeah. like I said, we showed up with the price guide and freaking but we knew what we were we're talking about and then giggling around the the freaking muse comics like none of these are none of these are as good as we just got jesus yeah <laughs> let's pay for our pulls it, it was it was an int- it was yeah it was awesome man to be able to be able to go do that and freaking like come home to our local comic shop and be like hey this is you know we get to do something that you don't get a chance to do a lot of the time Great, you know, and it was really awesome to be able to do that. I told my mom and my dad, and they're like, "Okay, so they did all that and gave you fudge." Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 they did. And uh, yeah, and I get to bring a whole box home to my freaking. You know, I came in, my wife's like, "What's this?" And I was like, "Let me tell you, this is amazing. This is amazing. You don't under- you don't understand, and you're not going to understand, but this stuff is amazing and freaking." You know, I just need a minute to really kind of let this sink in. Right. I know. And it was awesome, man. I still haven't let it sink in. It was just... In uh, Free Mind Fielders one more time, the hunt abides, it provides. You play by the rules. You play by the rules. And, yeah, sometimes things work out for the best. Man, freaking... uh, I think it was... Yep. I got... Just came a... Back from a quick whiskey break here. What do we got in the box? Well, based on our uh, interaction this weekend, I've got I've got a twofer for you. All right, it's so the first issue I have is Uncanny X Men Forty Two, just the X Men. Forty uh, Two. Yeah, issue Forty Two. You got that from the uh, the Hunt Abiding. Not, well, I did, but uh, I got this from Kapow Comics in Colorado Springs. Oh, nice! But uh, I actually got this issue for ten bucks. It was freaking—it's not the best uh, in shape issue, but it's mine. But issue forty-two, the death of Charles Xavier. Oh, that's awesome! The that's awesome! That's so, awesome, man. So I've got this one here, but I also have. Uncanny X-Men issue 90, which is also the death of Professor X. Oh, nice. And if you'll no- notice them side by side, they're basically the same issue, except for the face the of Iceman is slightly different and the logo is different. So which one? Uh, which one's the right one, the first print, the one left or right hand? This is issue 42 for 12 cents. Well, this is issue 90 for 25 cents. All right. And the whole thing is that um, most people, some people know, issue 67 to 93 of Uncanny X-Men are reprints. Right. And freaking this is, I, I, I thought, I, I almost gave you this issue because I thought it was the same issue. But when I got home and I looked at my collection... It turned out I had both the original print. That's awesome. As well as issue 90, which was the reprint issue. 
So I thought that was, I actually thought that was hilarious, and I definitely wanted to bring that up during the podcast. Now, because uh, I believe I looked into it, of the first ninety-three issues, I currently have, I believe, sixteen issues at the moment. That's gnarly, man. We're getting. Uh... So while I'm not looking particularly to get the entire the entire run of X Men, because freaking I don't, you know, I'm not making that Bill Gates money. Correct. I, you know, if I can get freaking. Uh, you know, as many issues as I can over time, definitely down for that. The one I really want is the first appearance of Mimic. Uh, I've got a, I don't know what it is about me, but I, I like the weird stuff. And, uh, mm-hmm. like I said earlier that the, the rules of the hunt between you are different. You've got your list. I work on Kismet. I'm literally walking around, uh, just waiting yeah. to bump into something. And like, like with ultra, um, that's one of my most cherished comic collections ever. There's only six of them, but freaking, uh, yeah. Remember my, uh, freaking hard on for, uh, she, yep. Got a couple of them and then freaking in, in Amarillo, in Amarillo. And then we got, yep. I got the whole set and made sure you got the extra dupes and freaking, uh, the hunt of brides it provides and just trust in it. And, uh, the one thing I wanted to, uh, yeah, let's like he first appeared in X Men nineteen. Yep. My uh, dream is to write a really good morph comic from uh, the animated series because I really love morph. There's just, awesome. there's something about him. Um, when it comes to the hunt, I was uh, it's my Wednesday weekly wash my hair thing, and I'm thinking, okay. and uh, regulators came up on. Uh, my Pandora. Have I ever oh, nice. to, okay. ha, have I ever told you my regulators theory? I don't believe so, no. Alright, so the song starts out with Mr. Warren G cruising around looking for some some tail. Mm-hmm. He sees some uh dudes that should not be in his neighborhood throwing dice and he pulls As over As one is want to do. Correct. And uh asks them what they're doing in his hood. And uh, at that same moment, after Warren G just pulled over to look for some chicks, Warren G has his uh, I think. Well, let me tighten this. This thing just loosened on me. Uh oh. Damn. Nate Dog had already picked up. A couple of uh, chicks and was looking for Mr. Warren G. And saw him okay. getting jacked. And rather than be a punk, he kicked these chicks out of his car. And I saw these guys robbing his buddy. That's the hunt. That's no good. That's the hunt. <laughs> That's the hunt. <laughs> That's the I hunt. See that. That's the hunt. We're both cruising around looking for something. One of us has the other one's looking for. And uh, quickly, you know. Got to regulate. Got to regulate. Exactly. Exactly. We regulated. Uh, By the way, um, Young Guns is on uh, Hulu. And that's what the the quote is from at the beginning. Oh, nice. Yeah. You got to regulate. Can't just be any geek off the street. 
You gotta be handy with the steel, if you know what I mean. And that I do. That I do. But, uh, okay, so we left. We're giggling. So real quick, you didn't say, what was your, uh, what's in the box? Oh, thanks for reminding me. Yep. It's this. I already mentioned it. Well, for those who can't see, what is it? Well, it happens to be uh, Amazing Spider-Man 129 for Punisher, starring the Jackal. And I, I, I gotta tell you, man, the there's no build-up. <laughs> there's no build-up at all. Not really. The, the Jackal has recruited Frank Castle to kill Spider-Man. Oh we, no! We gotta kill that dude. Um, yeah, there's very little backstory in this. It's just a dude in a, uh, he's got the widow's peak and the, uh, bullets that match the vest, the mm-hmm. spandex, and he's got the little, sh- uh, drop gun in one of his boots, and it's just, it's beautiful, man. Like, I, I, I gotta say it's aesthetically comforting, uh, watching all this yellow surround black and white and then the crosshairs blue and red spidey and behind the most murderous plot of all their times there lurks the jackal <laughs> who cares about the jackal we all hate the jackal he's responsible for the chrome for the chrome dome clone stupid saga. clone saga oh uh, by the way we got first branch of that too Oh, I think you did, yeah. You got first friends of Clone Spider-Man. I don't think I have a, We didn't have a dupe on that. Well, we went to Muse, got our bags and boards, our pools, and freaking had, if I'm not mistaken, a really delicious, overly abundant breakfast. And uh, I started cooking, and Miss Morales here started separating, like, uh, the trust involved. It was wonderful. I had my pile, and mm-hmm. he made sure what are dupes, what's going on, his, mine, and freaking we just picked out. That was a that was a good. Funny enough, Jackal's first appearance, Amazing Spider-Man thirty-one. Oh, I was not just there. in case anyone was wondering. Hmm. Screw the Jackal, but uh, we had big breakfast. Made sure everything, made sure Minefield's business was taken care of in terms of. Uh, Dupes, and uh, that was a, that was one of the best days of my life, man. Yeah, that was uh, definitely a day I won't forget for a while, man. Freaking, uh, it was awesome to be able to go through that kind of classic collection and see what uh, see what that particular gentleman had had to offer, and freaking, yeah, be able to take you know, it was awesome to take a look at uh take some of it home but at the same time it was awesome to let uh let people know exactly what they had that way they weren't taken advantage of correct because that will usually happen and that's yeah. not, that's not what we're about here man again uh we take care of our people speaking of uh, taking care of our people uh how well are people going to be taken care of over at new era this weekend yeah i mean we got uh we got bird bra coming out november 5th man freaking out Got a main event of champion Logan defending his title for the first time against the mighty Junsu. We got a, you know, 
I'm actually stepping back in for one uh, one last appearance against uh, Johnny Proof. Man, I've never wrestled previously, so I'm really, uh, you, you know, never, looking forward to that. You never wrestled Proof before? Never once, man. Freaking, uh, we had a we had one uh, one slight tussle in uh, New Mexico one time in a tag match, but uh, other than that, we never had the uh, the opportunity to let loose in the ring against each other. And you mean that's only happening for the low low price of fifteen dollars? Yeah, fifteen dollars, man. Freaking, uh, let alone we're bringing back the lovely Alexis Vane for one uh, oh, one man. night only in Amarillo or. Not even Amarillo in uh, freaking Denver, you know. <laughs> How dare you not tell me about that? God damn you for that. Yeah. I, already, I already put it down. I was going to say it. Boom, already. six. Already going to put it down. Yeah, you know, we got that. We got the, uh, you know, we got a Black Ops defending the Colorado Tag Team Championships against uh, Adrian Grimm and Killian Crow making his in-ring debut for New Era. Yeah, we got uh, Cody Devine taking on the returning bearded lady. I'm looking forward to that. That's only half of the matches that we're going to be bringing to you live from the world's largest comic book store. You know, live and in person at Mile High Comics on Jason Street in Denver, Colorado. Are you telling me that the tickets for this are only $15? Only $15. I'd rather give you $50. Yeah, you're I paying hear... for the whole seat, but you only need the edge. Only the edge. Uh, my favorite is from The Simpsons. If you miss this, you better be dead or in jail. And if you're in jail, break out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, uh, New Era is going to be off the chain this weekend, man. This Saturday night. Live from Mile High Comics on Jason Street. And don't forget, Showtime, you know, bell time, seven o'clock on the dot. We're never late, even though we are. Oh, we're always on time. We're exactly. Always late. It happens when it happens, and it happens, and it's awesome. Freaking, uh, tell them about the low, low price of fifteen dollars one more time. Just fifteen dollars gets you a corner of a seat. Ooh. That's a seal. Yep, get your seat. Get your freaking the ability to handle hang out with our freaking uh our lunchtime divas over at the snack bar. You I know, get the chance to see live wrestling action. We've got seven insane matches brought to you as only you can receive from New Era Wrestling in Denver, Colorado. Don't forget don't forget about Blockbuster every Saturday night. It's uh, every Saturday night. Picking up steam. Yeah, uh, we we got the stuff that's behind the scenes, the uh, the promos, everything. We got promos, we got matches, we got action, action packed action, action fully packed action. It's like eating a steak and getting a s'more, perfectly grilled to perfection by Gordon Ramsay, because that's how I feel about New Era. He just exactly. But, we but yeah, we also got comic books. Which one first, man? Because, like, there's a lot of good ones that came out, but, uh, freaking, um. Batman. Yeah, we, got a, we had a very Batman heavy week this week, man. A lot of the, uh. A lot of the good books were from DC, man. A lot of the good books were, hang, were hailing from Gotham. 
as they should be. I was describing to a friend the other day about the uh, the difference between good comic books and bad comic books. Like we don't review things in terms of like uh, Spidey punches guy out and it was cool. It's always yep. cool. It's always cool. But why did Spidey Man punch that guy in the face? Why did he do it? And that's true. Uh, freaking like the indie books. Couple good indie books uh, this week, but um, some of them lack the the drive and the purpose. Like, why would you pay attention? But uh, freaking Batman. Uh, the, the gist I got from this was the reverse of Doom. Really? Yeah, I mean, like, we've got a uh, uh, failsafe. Yeah, we have Batman one twenty nine with fail uh, failsafe. Why would yeah. like, like I'm trying to think of like what this parallel like I want to say it's parallel to Ultron in a very small way in terms of like you know um, freaking uh, Bruce Banner Tony assembling the ultimate. I robot. could definitely I could definitely see some Ultron in there, but you get a little bit of Tower of Babel in it. Whereas uh, Tower of Babel Batman, the whole joke was that Rachel Gould found Batman's. A list where he was able to utilize this list to defeat each and every member of the Justice League based on protocol that Batman had designed to do so on the offshoot that any of them had gone rogue. But this is all in a computer that Batman created himself due to the fact that he didn't trust himself to not go crazy at some point in his life. That sort of failsafe, especially when you said that if, when and if these things happen, mm-hmm. hit the reset button. But the only person that knows what the reset button is and how to hit it is no longer with us. Yeah. Because the only, the only man able to fix this is Alfred, and he's been long gone for, you know, the last 50-plus issues. So what do we got? Yeah, we uh, we find Batman in Atlantis healing up with the uh, Aquaman. Aquaman. Yeah, while Failsafe is basically taking over Gotham and is keeping the superheroes at bay, while also either in possession of the other members of the Bat family or keeping them captive. Especially seeing Dick and Dick being held by his like legs down but like they've got Babs under control which really like I think is like the main problem of what's going to happen for our uh, newest antagonist is mm-hmm. that he just hooked up one of the smartest people into a uh, cerebral intravenous cortex and given her control over a lot of things uh, oh yeah yeah. It, 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 forgive me Forgive me, but if I mm-hmm. was going up against anyone that had Babs in, in their corner, the second I could put a bullet in Babs' head, I would do it. Oh yeah, get her, you know, take her off the chest for as quickly as possible. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. Dick is great. He's proved time and time again, but freaking, if Babs is in his corner, you're screwed. You were absolutely screwed. Um, yeah, exactly. 
But seeing her, like, with her eyes light up, I mean, like, we still, like, haven't even gotten into uh, anything happened in Bloodhaven in the past, like, eight months. We're pretty much, like, two mm-hmm. years. Pretty much two years if you want to keep tabs. But, um, yeah. Blockbuster's dead. <laughs> He's gone. Not coming back. And yeah. we have this new story here. And how do you feel about it? It's an interesting story because I'm interested to see where, because uh, you know, freaking, I'm interested to see where Failsafe's gonna go. I'm interested to see if he's gonna be a recurring villain because freaking, I don't feel like he's a character you can use too often. Because once he's, you know, once Batman defeats him, he can't just come running back. Correct. But obviously, he has to be defeated by Batman at some point. But he's he's now in Atlantis, and uh, Failsafe knows that the one place he has to be, and Arthur knows that harboring this fugitive, uh, in regards to just being Bruce and Batman, is gonna cause mm-hmm. a lot of deaths to his uh, his fellow people. But he still yeah. ca- he still calls the audible. Yeah, no, uh, you know, he's helping him out. You know, he's helping out Bruce. Bruce knows that uh, that failsafe is going to think of every logical way that Batman can get back into Gotham. So he's going to think of every ill, so he's going to go out of the way to think of every illogical way. So that way he has a chance to succeed against failsafe. Because failsafe's been able to hold off the overwhelming majority of the superheroes that would come to help, let alone the entirety of the Bat family. So he ends up taking him to uh, the Justice League base on the moon and then trying to take care of him over there. The tower? That, yeah, the tower there. Knowing that he's going to shut off every teleportation avenue he has at his disposal except for one and that's exactly what he does and Batman reverses the polarity you know making everywhere else in the watchtower a teleportation tube but you know failsafe sees that coming and at the end of the day Batman is transported out into space He's not sure what's going to happen with that. So hopefully somebody will save him. You think it's Soups? It's got to be Soups. It could be Soups. It could be the Green Lantern. Uh, There's a plethora of heroes it could be. But Batman is desperately in need of assistance. And at the end of the day, you know, he's got his friends to help him. It's just going to depend on... uh, who answers the call? If you were writing, who would you who would you have answer the call? Uh, personally, oh, for, first uh, first pick would be Green Lantern. We've already had Superman intervene in this story so far, so I kind of feel like he's off the table at the moment. But uh, I could definitely see Hal Jordan or one of the Lanterns coming to make the save. It it really confounds me that we're going down this route with a very seemingly predictable story. Uh, if Tinian's mm-hmm. not there anymore, we've got new young blood here. 
But to to yep. go that far, and we still haven't finished Infinity Crisis. Um, a dark crisis, actually. Dark, the one dark, dark, dark crisis. On. Sorry about that. Um, but especially after some of the most absolutely fun issues, like Flash joining the illegal intercontinental intergalaxial, if I can probably mm-hmm. uh, the phrase here on that one. Um, Everything is going really fun, and it scares me because I worry that it's not going to match up in the opinions of like Kevin Feige, um, or it's all good. He didn't work here. The the lowest uh, of tiers, uh, James Gunn. Thank God he's in control now. Uh, Freaking. I wonder how much we really have to worry about if we've got an extra cook in the kitchen because you know I hate extra cooks. And yeah, I can definitely see that. I was reading an article today about how uh, The Rock, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, had personally made sure that any involvement with uh, the next Shazam movie was nixed because mm-hmm. it, it wasn't good enough. Um I don't appreciate that because we're still in love with you as a wrestler. Like we all went to Scorpion King. <laughs> we all we all went to support our boy. Yeah. We all went to support our boy. And granted most of that money didn't go to him, but freaking um if you cut some scenes out that might add to it. Um, the one thing I want to uh, point out in general: Did you ever watch? Uh, are you fans of the? Are you fan of the Alien franchise? Oh, of course, yeah. The most universally reviled uh, out of the uh, out of the series is uh, Part Three, and not Resurrection, mm-hmm. just Alien Three. Um, the direction wasn't going. The way the uh, studio wanted, and they fired the director and hand, handed the reins over to Mr. David Adventure Seven. That guy. Yeah. And the second, and minefielders, please pay heed. You get a chance to uh, bootleg or buy a uncut director's edition version of Alien Three. It's freaking amazing. It's almost as good as Aliens. They just trim so much out of it to make it palatable for people. And I I don't think that's fair because sci-fi is not something that you really should do that with because the people that are really into it know their characters. I mean, what are you going to do? Like walk in and uh, start playing some alien D&D-esque game and say you're Ripley and you're not as powerful as you should be. Um, it follows that parallel in my mind um, okay. Batman has decided I might be too dangerous for my own good that makes sense Yeah, makes perfect sense Gotham is in a tight lockdown Babs and Dick are in absolute peril and the way the artwork is presented this is canon. They're not going to give some Bush leader some uh, amazing book and then decide that his design is the end-all be-all or what's going on. Okay. 
I mean, like, have you ever gotten to any of those? I'm sure you have, like, where everything's going right, and then they hire a new artist and writer, and things just go down the toilet? Like, what I've always Oh, yeah, definitely. I've definitely seen that a couple of times. What I'm talking I mean, about. This is, this is friggin' Chip Zdarsky, you know? It's Zdarsky, so we should have a little bit more trust in him, but even then, like, mm-hmm. it's still chapping, man. It's, it's one of those things, like, what are you building to? Like, because. I'm not asking to be the armchair broker where I was right. I was right. No, no. I just just give me a good story, and I'm not. Yeah. I'm not feeling it right now. But it's a Zarsky, so say screw it. I don't know. I mean, like the build up here with uh, Daredevil and Electra with the hand and the mm-hmm. Savior and the sh- inevitable showdown with uh, the Chosen One, Frank Castle. Yeah. There's a lot of moving parts here. Um. Scale one ten. What do you think? Uh, as far as Batman goes, man, I freaking I'd give it an eight. I like the failsafe character. Freaking is something, you know, it's something different a little bit. It's definitely got it's different yet familiar. Like I said, it got a lot of a uh, freaking uh tail, you know, babble in it. As far as freaking Rachel Gold coming in and you know utilizing Batman's plans to freaking. Destroy the Justice League. It's always, but at the same time, it's in, it's all in a uh, it's in a robot Batman design, which is kind of like Brother Eye. Like it's cool. It's definitely worth at least seeing where the uh, where the story goes. I'd say I wouldn't give it a full ten out of ten, but I'd say probably a solid seven or eight out of ten. It's pretty exciting. I'm, I'm really enjoying it, but it it still doesn't. I'm still, I still feel so. Spoiled by Tinian, man. There were so many uh, different layers going on. I mean, like, the fact that Bruce is living in, in a decent apartment. <laughs> thought it was pretty funny. Um, mm-hmm. Everything that's going on in the sores with uh, uh, Lady Clayface. Uh, we're, we're getting so many new uh, villains coming out. And it's a little difficult to follow, but it's worth it. And I think... And this is really gonna, this is really gonna, it's really gonna piss me off that you're right about that? that you're really you're right about New York when it comes to uh, I am Batman. Like there's not been <laughs> there's not been too much New York. I mean like they they they've you know Co City that they've established a lot of different places, but they've never just said okay this is in New York and Mont- Montoya's there, and it's building something good. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I like the fact that they're freaking willing to to go places they haven't gone previously. You know, freaking we've always DC's always been the one that's really got a they've got their own country, like their own cities, you know, Coast City, Gotham City, Metropolis, Themyscira. You know, you've got these big cities that we've always talked about but never, you know, never known. New York City's a big, you know, it's a big uh departure from what they've done previously. So it's interesting to see where they're going to go with it. If they're going to go full bore, like, you know, what does that mean? You know, cause like the first character they really brought in as far as the bad guys go was definitely like an extreme murderer, like disemboweling people and cutting their limbs off for his art. And it'll be interesting to see if they go if they keep that motif going, if they're going to go a little bit softer with it down the road. 
especially with like a lot of things they're building up to. Especially like they haven't announced that uh, they're gonna do the Batman Part Two, and if they did, who would they be the who would be the bad guy? Uh, it just got announced that Sandman got renewed for a second season, and everyone's freaking out and totally happy. Especially me, I love the Sandman. Mm-hmm. We're gonna get more Sandman. Um, the fact that uh, Henry Cavill showed up uh, at the end of Black uh, Black Adam. Black Adam, yeah. Uh, the one thing I didn't realize was the yellow, and I feel like an idiot not knowing because well, not knowing the yellow. Just, yeah, the in between the. Uh, uh, the gimmick everyone was freaking out about was the fact that uh, the Superman s- signal, the S, had yellow behind it. It it wasn't there. Oh, okay. It wasn't there before. It was not mm. there before. And, you know, like, you know, doing that tete-a-tete, like, a lot of people showed up in, to the earth in the past couple of years, but you're the one that makes us nervous. And, you know, yeah. the rock is like, okay, bring it on, but, like, Cavill has the, the the yellow, and it also inspired faith that they might be they might be continuing the Snyderverse, which I hope. I hope they do. I really liked Justice League. I liked all of that, and um, I don't think there's any reason if they're gonna try to reboot anything to actually reboot anything. Yeah, no, man. If we can, I enjoyed the uh, Snyder cut. In Justice League, it was cool to see that they actually brought out a brought out Martian Manhunter. Um, you know that it it told a better story overall than the uh, the shorter Justice League cut. And I hope they keep that canon, man. I hope we get to see more development. Obviously, we're going to be getting a new uh new Flash, obviously, given the real life circumstances. Of Ezra Miller. Yeah, he's about to go to jail. Yeah, but I mean, you know, other than that, they've got an amazing cast. They got a, you know, Henry Cavill's back as Superman, freaking Gal Gadot as freaking Wonder Woman. You know, freaking Aquaman's amazing. They've got a, like, The Rock is Black Adam. The um, the guy that plays Shazam is Shazam. But the majority of the people that played in Suicide Squad. You know, they've got an amazing cast in a lot of movies they are running, and it's definitely gotten more solid over the last couple of years than was uh, displayed previously. So it's overall, man, it's uh, the DC, you know, the, you know, entertainment universe, DCEU as they call it, is really kind of you know, they've noticed their mistakes and they fixed them. So, you know, I'm hoping that the next year or two will really see them stepping up. Those old school books are just so cherry. Do you mm-hmm. actually, do you, do you ever smell the, the pages of the book? Oh yeah, dude, all the time. And I love, uh, opening up that older comic book and just kind of like looking through the pages and just, you know, you get to read them, you get to smell them. It's like, it's it's history in your face, man. Freaking, it's, it's the classics. What do you got next? Uh, let me see here. Uh, we got, uh, we got Gotham City Year One Part Two, man. Going back to, uh, 
Year One of Gotham featuring our boy Slam Bradley. You know, as we'd seen earlier, Slam Bradley is caught between the uh, the cops and the Waynes. You know, the Waynes are obviously still a rich family in Gotham, but their daughter has been kidnapped. You know, and the one request is that they don't want if the if the cops find out what's going on, they're going to kill this, kill the baby. And this is the and Sylve- Slam- this is the Sylvester one, right? Uh, this is the one with uh, Tom King, right? You know, and uh, you know, Slam Bradley can't let that happen. He's letting the cops beat him up because last issue his partner died after being shot by Slam's own gun. But you know, it's you know, it's well known that Slam lets his uh, his partner because he's a private investigator, you know, carry his gun just to be on the safe side. And he will not give up the fact that uh, somebody's taken the Wayne's daughter. Because like I said, if he does, she's good as dead. You know, and he wants to just go back home and sleep, but he goes back to his office. And the woman that has uh, given him the letter that he gave to the Wayne's is there. You know, and she's trying to be like, you know, these people are dangerous. You can't... You can't play games with them because you do, you know, you're dead and the kid's dead. You know, we find out that at the end of the day, they, uh, they just want to, they want to meet at top of a hotel. And if he's got, you know, he just comes up alone with the money, they'll hand him the, the girl, the daughter. But Mr. Wayne says he, he will be there with him just to make sure everything's okay. You know, no cops, no nothing like that. But he will, uh, Mr. Wayne must be there. Correct. Just, just, to know, put that, just put that edge. Yeah. He's going to be there first kid. He's going to get his daughter back. So they go up there with the, with the money to meet him at the top of this hotel. And at the, uh, at the door right before... They go outside. Slam tries to talk some sense into him one more time, being like, "I got to do this alone." You know, if they if they see you, they might kill your daughter. And Mister Wayne finally freaking is like, "Okay, I got you." So he goes out there with the money, and he meets the same girl that gave him the initial letter. And. You know, there's no girl, there's no daughter there. So Slam walks away. What is it? Yeah, it's just the letter. He's like, she's like, you know, exchange the letter for the money. And he walks back into the entranceway and the dad's there. Mr. Wayne's there. And he's like, I want my daughter back. It does not matter. Like, and he goes so far as to hold a gun to Slam's head. Saying, if you know, if you don't go back out there, I'll shoot you myself. And Slam's just like, you know, I understand you're upset. Anybody would be. But you need to put that gun away before you get someone gets hurt. And Mr. Wayne's not having it. So uh, Slam walks out there. And he hands the girl the money. And she hands him the letter. And she walks off the building. Just right off of it. Yeah. No consequences. Other than nope. her just well, dying. Well, she wants, 
she jumps off the building and she ends up jumping onto a second building. And Slam wants to change her, chase her, but it's too far. He just watch her go. And he ends up reading the letter. And the letter says that uh, they need to go to Gotham Cemetery. And her, the daughter will be uh, there between the, uh, right at the uh, the grave sites of Mr. Wayne's parents. No Joe Schill? So no Joe Schill? No, this is pre-Joe Schill. Correct. Well, so they end up jumping the uh, jumping the fence of the cemetery, and they end up going to the uh, the grave sites of Jonah and Mildred Wayne. And Mr. Wayne's daughter's not there, and he's like, "They lied to us. You know, we we need to make a phone call. We need to call the police." And Mr. Wayne pulls out his gun and turns it on. Turns it on Slam Bradley, who grabs the gun out of his hand and ends up punching him in the face. And he talks about, and he thinks he's thinking in his head, he's like, you know, at this point, you know, Richard Wayne had reached his, his uh, breaking point. And then as he punches him, and he's, he's like, I suppose, you know, I have as well. And he ends up punching Mr. Wayne over the uh, gravesite of his parents. Just flat out, like like no respect, just just one of those things. Like, are they are they retconning thing? You feel? Uh, they're not. I don't think they're retconning anything as of yet. They're just telling a story. But as uh, Mr. Wayne is sitting there unconscious over the graveside of his parents, Slam's just thinking to himself, talking about how the uh, the cops want him for murder. The kidnappers played him for a fool, and the most powerful man in Gotham was sinking into the dead mud below him. His blood still wet on it at his feet and on his fist. And he's just like, I was falling, falling hard. And though I didn't know it, I had learned soon enough. I was taking all of Gotham with me. As a burden? You know, they made a, yeah, they made a point to talk about how uh, Gotham was a uh, well-run by the police and it was a really good place. And at the same time, at the end of the issue, they're talking about how Slam Slam Bradley was taking Gotham into the sewers with him. So uh, it's kind of interesting to think about, you know, if this man and the downfall of the the Waynes at this time was really what led to the uh, the downfall of Gotham. Does that haunt you, especially because they're like really digging? deep as far as they can go and adding now that we lost Tinian with a little juicy bit of supernaturalism plus uh, just old school detective work uh, it worries I me I don't think there's any supernatural it's definitely some symbolism though because like we you know we often hear about how Gotham is the uh, is just an insane place to live you know good people dealing with the outcome of bad people just going being lawless basically but this version of Gotham is really kind of played that for the most part it is uh, crime is under control so it's really interesting to think that this, uh, this version of Gotham everything is okay 
and that this one man, Slam Bradley, could possibly be the cause of Gotham falling down. Because we all we always think about how uh, the big question is whether Batman brought the crazies to Gotham or the crazies already there, and that's what created the Batman. That's always been something I worry about, that if he'd just not been Batman, there would be no Joker. Because Joker's always... Yeah. Like the, the the purpose of Joker, he he works on pure mayhem, but mm-hmm. he has a plan. Yeah. And knowing who is paying attention, I mean, there's a lot of intricate cogs going on here. But with uh, the the one thing uh, that always stands out to me is when someone designs someone's eyes incorrectly. They're either too okay. big, like old school manga freaks, or uh, new school manga freaks, or people like like Terry Dodson. Uh, the eyes were, what they had like three pupils surrounded by gold. They, they they had a lot going for them, and paying the the last person off. Like I'm not paying you to be quiet. I'm paying you because uh, you being quiet will save me a lot of headaches. In the future, so please, 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 yeah. here's your money. Get out of here. I I think you're thinking of Detective Comics. This one's just the uh, Gotham City Year One. I am. Thinking That's the one with the Gotham uh, Detective Comics. Is the one with the three people. People. Oh my bad, dude. I'm sorry. Oh no, you're good. But uh, I mean, regardless, man, I think uh, it's super interesting at the end of the issue to think that. You know, while everyone blames Batman for the uh, the rise of the super criminal in Gotham, right? That this could possibly be due to somebody else. You know, while associated with the Waynes, not actually a Wayne himself, because this story is taking place in the fifties. So while in can like in real life in the real world. You know, Batman debuted earlier than the 50s, obviously, in, like, 39. You know, this this character predates Bruce Wayne. And it, it's interesting to think that, like, they could be bringing in the supervillain prior to Batman's arrival. It is, but... I think I'm on the same page with the villains, especially Joker. Like, you existing justifies our existence. That you're going to dress up as a mass vigilante and go at us and have contingency plans for contingency plans, even for yourself. Mm-hmm. It worries me, man. Like, that. Is he really a hero or is he someone that's opportunistic? Um,. I don't think he's yeah. opportunistic, but like the argument could be made. Yeah. Um, especially and that, that's, I mean, it, it's a chicken and the egg uh, question. What came first? You know, did Batman create the villains or did the, uh, the villains create the Batman? Because they didn't start showing up until he showed up. And that's one of the reasons why I'm so bothered about uh, I Am Batman being in New York. Because we already have mm-hmm. crazy things happening there, but do we really need a new New York action hero? I yeah, mean, I mean that. Well, that's the thing. We don't have them. They're not prevalent in DC universe's version of New York. 
you know, we've never needed a New York previously because, you know, we had Gotham, we had Metropolis, we had Central City, we had Coast City, we had Themyscira. Right. And it's, it's, that's, I think that's the thing that's interesting to me about it is because to the DCEU, it's new. It really is. Do you find any challenges talking about Young Bloods when it comes to DC? I think the biggest one is whether or not like the key issue is number one. Because it never is. It hasn't been that way since the 90s. No, definitely not, man. Uh, you know, getting the next Batman number one was easy, or getting I Am Batman number one was super easy. You know, finding the... Uh, the first appearance of freaking Tim Fox, Jace. Right. That took me almost a year to find a copy that was a uh, feasible price wise for me. How, how expensive? Yeah, it wasn't too bad. It was maybe 30, 40 bucks, but like freaking, I'd seen it upwards of like 120, 150. And I just, you know, it was, you know, at a time I wasn't willing to pay that price for it. You know, I, I I enjoy I Am Batman. I like Tim Jace as or Tim Jace Fox as Batman because it's something different. Because it's it's almost like getting in on the ground level of a Batman. You know, this isn't this isn't your freaking Batman broke his back. No, Azrael's Batman or freaking not, uh, not at all. Tim uh, freaking um, Dick Grayson stepping in to be Batman. This is a completely rogue Batman that is doing his own thing, his own way, and basically Batman be darned. 100%. And freaking... Just based on that alone, it's different because the rules that apply to Bruce Wayne Batman do not necessarily, you know, deal with, you know, work for this new Batman. and But they may. He may not. He may be completely against killing. He may not be completely against killing. You know, and we, we. I don't think we've really gotten to that point where we can find out one way or the other whether he's okay. Do you want him? Do we believe him? I don't know. Like it's 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 just kind of a question that's been asked. I feel like, but be- as of yet, it hasn't been answered. Like he's saved people, but he hasn't saved anybody that you could possibly qualify as irredeemable. Like the Joker is irredeemable. Like he's not gonna yeah, there's no become a better that. person. There's no he's just that. a piece of crap. You know, whereas like certain characters like a Killer Croc or a Clayface could be qualified as redeemable where like given the right circumstance, they could be uh, redeemed. They could be quality human beings. You know, we really haven't... I don't feel like we've been given a full-blown rogues gallery for the new Batman. So we don't necessarily know if he is willing to kill as opposed to straight having a no-kill rule. The no-kill rule really upsets me because especially from the vigilante point of view... Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that that Batman should be out there killing people, but 
There should be a lot more uh, bodies in the morgue, considering the way that he attacks people. Uh, we've moved way past purse snatching. That that was sixty seventies. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we're, we're international, intergalactic now, and especially yeah. in this one, um, mm-hmm. the rationale of how Batman's going to prevail. I mean, his indestructible robot that knows everything that he knows just sent him into space. Yeah. And the last panel, him drifting off, I mean, I, I didn't believe it. Like, it actually kind of, like, really rubbed him the wrong way that, that that would be what they would be ending a comic book story in uh, as a cliffhanger. Okay. Uh, when it, Batman's going to have some... Contingency plan? Always. Uh, like, Bat ran out of space air. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's got it on his... Mm-hmm. He's got it on his freaking uh, utility belt. Uh, I want to yeah. see, see what they're doing. But at the same time, this is the third story we have had in the past eight years where Gotham's on lockdown. The Riddler, Bane, and now this new... Yeah, like, don't bother coming in. Don't bother coming out. Even people can't get across across the bridge to get in Gotham. Yeah, now you're not wrong. And they've definitely kind of played this uh, played this trope over and over again. I mean, one of the best things they did in the past couple of years after Cheney and left was making Orkham Asylum even though it was Orkham uh, Tower, a viable mm-hmm. character. This ain't happening. Yeah. This ain't happening. Like, we, like, I, I, I feel like they're t- teetering on the bridge of, like, oh, Alfred was okay the whole time. Here he is. Um, which would really offend me, like, uh, of all our conversations where we were, despondent over how much we like Monday Night Raw, but it's just not serving us any good stories. It's, yeah. It's just not happening, and, and it's predictable, and it's also, mm-hmm. uh, like I said, the wrestling community says they know what they want, but when they get it, most times out of ten, they ain't, they ain't happy that they got it. They're booing. Like, wait, you wanted this. And yeah. w- within the pages of this story, another... Gotham lockdown, and I'm not even trying to get political. Leave them alone. The people in Gotham know what they're living in. Yeah. No, we've been there. We've done that, man. Freaking, let's uh, kind of plan. You know, let's go with something else. That's really gonna. You know, there's got to be other stuff that you can do with Gotham other than just be held captive by somebody. Agreed. In in uh, transition, next one, the latest issue of Spidey, um, number one twenty nine. Uh, there's two hobgoblins. Uh, ben Urich is suspected of being the hobgoblin, which has happened before, mm-hmm. and we've got two of them. And Betty is taking care of the kids, and uh, we saw the same thing back in uh, when Norman Osborn came back as a goblin with the Carnage symbiote like two years ago, and yeah, the kid got stolen, reprogrammed to be a goblin uh, or 
or even uh, his son's uh, girlfriend. Give us something new. That like what? What's new to you is two more. Um, yeah. We're doing clone in Spider Man. You want to turn me off immediately? Use the word clone in the latest issues of Spider Man. Like, 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 don't do it. Yeah. Like, like, it, it was bad. And yeah, more clones are always bad. We we gotta deal with more retcons. Cause that's my fear. It is more retcons mm-hmm. and that are supposed to be more important. What's going on? And I don't like it. That 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 does not show loyalty to the customer. Uh, to the person trying to read these books and enjoy them, um, it's too easy. It's too easy. Yeah. Why would you do that to people? Yeah. No. Like you said, it's definitely too easy. It's definitely played out, and like, especially for Spider-Man fans, is like, get, you know, give me something different. Give me something with a little bit more thought process behind it that I'm gonna get into. You know, it just doesn't, like, it. it's cool, whatever, but, like, at the end of the day, freaking, if somebody's read this beforehand, they're not going to want to reread this new version of the same old stuff. If you had the reins of Marvel as a booker, and Marvel is now only doing wrestling, who would you book? Mm-hmm. Who would you... Spider-Man versus the Incredible Hulk. Oh, wow. That's like... You have that David versus Goliath story. Yeah, 100% that. You know, that's the thing, man. Again, I think that's the biggest thing with, like, the, uh, the, you know, Marvel, you know, universe these days. So there doesn't seem to be a huge plan for going forward. You know, at the end of the beginning of the, uh, you know, the Marvel Universe back in 2008, Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man, we all knew where it was going. You know, we knew Pretty it was solid. Be, yeah, we knew no matter what happened, we were going to end up with the Avengers movie, and that's what we wanted. So we were willing to, we were willing to put up with a less than stellar Thor movie and a less than stellar Captain America movie, because we were going to build towards the Avengers. And it was a, a long term building, especially with how yeah, many different. It was what four or five years before we got the actual Avengers movie. You know, and another. Or two or three before we got Age of Ultron. Right. You know, and I'm I might be in the minority as far as people that actually enjoyed Age of Ultron, but you know, it was freaking you know, there was a, there was an end game we were going for, pun fully intended. And freaking uh you know, we that was the goal. And that's I kinda think this thing that uh not only the movies but the comics are missing in this day and age is that there's there's not a blatant end game we're reaching towards. I agree. And I think it's one of the reasons why I really like uh, doing minefields with you is because we're not like Monday morning quarterbacks. We're not, we're not, oh, we were right. We were wrong. We just want a good story and how we want to see it going. Mm-hmm. Freaking, uh, I do have to tell you, I'm extremely biased when it comes to James Spader playing the uh, voice of Ultron. My ex-girlfriend and I used to have a uh, sexy Spader Sundays when we just find obscure photos of James Spader because uh, we love that guy. And, um, I mean, like, he was popular in the 80s. Who gives a crap about the mm-hmm. guy right now? But, 
give me a good story. That's all. That's all I want. And yeah. Y- and sometimes, sometimes having a blatant ending that you know is going to happen, not the worst thing. No, not at all. Yeah. Let uh. Sometimes you need to know where the story is going to go. That way, when you get there, you're like, yeah, that's exactly what I wanted. It's it's and just you're okay with that. It's justifying sometimes because like we're we're especially if they nail it, uh, where you armchair booked it and they did what you wanted to and it it paid off. Um, it's justifying that yeah the powers that be in control of these movies are on the same wavelength as you. Uh, and like I I, I didn't want the first Avengers movie to be a uh, army by the Qatari. I, I wanted scrolls. But they did not give us that, and we had to yeah. wait. We had to wait for it. It was a, it was a slow burn. It, it was absolutely slow burn. I mean, like uh, any, any comics right now that you're into that have a slow burn. I mean, like I mean, the first thing that pops in my head is Nightwing. Blockbuster's dead. Heartless is running amok. Um, yeah, I mean, you definitely know by that 100th issue, we're gonna get Nightwing versus Heartless. You know, on uh. In X-Men right now, we've got Forge wandering through the vault. And we know at some point we're going to get him versus somebody major. And we're going to... Because the whole thing with his uh, Forge's um, outfit right now is he's got the mutant ability. He's got Caliban in his thing to hunt the mutants. Caliban is literally his bulletproof of power. Vest. Yeah, he's his best. He's got Mystique's ability to shapeshift to kind of cover his tracks. and But we don't know what that third mutant is. We don't know who that is. Obviously, I'm assuming, you know, that's going to be a huge, like some kind of firepower that can destroy everybody. But we don't know who it is for sure because he's looking for Darwin. But like we know at some point that's going to come out and we're just kind of sitting here waiting for it. And that's sometimes that's the best storytelling is knowing something's gonna come, but not knowing when it's gonna come or how it's gonna happen or or get thrown down. And especially, yeah. especially when the story is so good that when it happens, the next, the second parter after that is uh, freaking even better. Uh, mm-hmm. I hearken back to uh, Superior Spider-Man. There were so many people saying Dan Slott death threats for killing Peter Parker and uh, one of the posts uh, I think I mentioned this before was like hey this guy worships Spider-Man he's the absolute one we need to be writing any of these stories let alone a clone or kill off Peter Parker Um, yeah fucking yeah sometimes you just gotta let stuff happen it's just gonna be it's going to be good, even though you don't necessarily know where it's going to go. Trust the writer. Are there any, like, uh, writers or movie directors or people that direct or produce anything, uh, especially within the uh, wrestling business, uh, that take on that sort of ethos to develop the characters? <sighs> Nothing that reaches, like, really sticks out to me right now, man. Freaking, Other than uh, New Era. Well, even then, man, freaking nobody's like I've definitely pulled from people previously that really have a. I've kind of thrown you a curveball here and there, 
but like nothing that's altered the game the way freaking uh we're talking right now you know like peter parker dying is a huge deal correct without it being some cash that's a that's a kid that's turning somebody that would be akin to like randomly turning drew mcintyre heel right now but having a valid reason to do so to where it's like oh you know i get it but man i hate that guy now you know, are really going going full bore with somebody like akin to the Hogan turn of '96. You know, freaking people booed Hulk Hogan, but nobody thought he'd ever turn heel. And when he did, it was a big deal. You know, they were able to make money like that. You know, Hall and Nash doing the outsider thing was cool, but freaking having Hogan of all people full-blown turn against the fans correct was the blasting cap that that dynamite needed to really explode it would not have been the same without hogan turning heel it would not have been as big it just is what it is it definitely hurt <laughs> that you know that, and that then freaking it yeah and it was you know and no, not very many people could really do that to the point where it would have mattered as much, you know, even even somebody like Sting, who was, you know, WCW's golden boy for so long, it wouldn't have had the same effect as Hogan turning heel. Because Hogan, you know, 10 years prior, was the biggest star in all of wrestling. You know, say what you want about him now. He really was, man. He, he could... You know, but freaking, it just, it, was it wouldn't have been the same at Sting turned. He was he was a WCW guy, but Hogan was the biggest star in all of wrestling. And he had he hadn't been heel on a national stage since probably like nineteen seventy nine at the absolute latest. I uh I've been watching uh I, I spent most of Halloween not watching horror movies but watching um I've got the box set of the entirety of the E team. And uh, oh, okay. uh my roommate, uh his girlfriend was over and she said, Well, you know, I'm just watching an old episode of the E team. She said, Let me see. One more. And <laughs> seven. Yeah, seven. Actually it's uh, actually eight. You missed one. Sweet. Um The Hulkster was in the episode of the E team. Was he? I had never seen him before getting uh I was really an A team when I was a kid. But freaking mm-hmm. getting it getting it overseas when it was actually on television, like syndicated, like brand new, this is what's going on. Uh I was in England yeah. and getting uh that television show on regular T V was pretty difficult. And uh okay. she, my roommate's girlfriend was like, What what you watching? And she was just being hospitable. And, um, mm-hmm. well, just started watching the episode of the A-Team that I did not know that the Hulkster was on. Okay. And it was amazing. <laughs> it was one of my, like, they specialize in the ridiculous. And, and, and uh, like, go back to you, what you and I have always talked about, like, just storytelling-wise. Uh, little kid gets beat up by some mobsters because his dad ain't paying up. It's the, uh, his dad is played by, uh, the gentleman that played the 
principal from the Breakfast Club, who is just drunk. Oh, all, wow, okay. he's, he's like drunk all the time, and and like what you lost the ten grand. What are you doing? And Mr. T punches the guy in the face. I'm here for Billy, and uh, I, the guy reaches for a bottle, and the holster grabs it and smashes it. Just. <laughs> and uh, the the best gag about it was the fact that uh, the, um, I'm getting some I'm getting some of this uh, beginning okay. uh, Mulder and Fa- uh, not Mulder <laughs> uh, Murdoch and Faceman are uh, about to get they're about to walk into a restaurant the mm-hmm. twin the twins are there two hot blonde eighties twins and. Uh, Throughout the episode, their uh, their suits get continuously ripped up. Mm-hmm. The Hulkster is there. He he's not pulling the whole eat your vitamins, drink your milk. He's just being the Hulkster, and uh, it was a nice scene on, on the show. And it really confused me, man. Just real quick side sidebar here that okay. the Hulkster would say racist things. That really bothered me. <laughs> uh, I get it. Uh, dude raised in Florida in the 40s and 50s probably mm-hmm. is not going to be okay with his daughter dating a black man. But um, regardless, he says some stuff that wasn't cool. But it was nice to pretend that everything was okay. <laughs> and that never happened. Yeah. Watching the Hulkster. But uh, the ridiculous quality of the storytelling is very similar to what we're talking about with uh, Amazing Spider-Man and we're about to go into House of Slaughter. Um, Detective, or Batman, um, Batman got beaten to an inch of his life. <laughs> Did he? I mean, what do you think, man? Like, of all the books so far, what, do you, what are your favorites so far? Oh, man, as far as Batman books, man, uh, failsafe's been, the failsafe story's been cool just because it's freaking something, I mean, it's different, yet it's familiar, so that's kind of cool. Right. Um, you know, I've always, I'm always gonna like, as, as a parent, I'm always gonna like the interplay with Damien. Of course. So, like, when, you know, the little bit they've allowed us to really kind of get behind things with them in Robin was really super cool. Out of uh, all the different Robins, what is uh, Morales Jr. more like? Tim Drake? Dick Grayson? No. Or did you you get a a Damien? No, I would definitely say probably currently at this stage in the game, I would say probably more... uh, more Dick Grayson, just because he's, he's a good kid. Listens well, does stuff. You know, does what he's asked. His love of trains so for, is epic. Trains, yeah, he does love trains. Trains rule. But, uh, you know, as of right now, I'd say definitely a Dick Grayson. He doesn't really cause too much trouble or mayhem. What's she got next? Ugh. Man, I think that's about it, man. I think I'm well done for the night, man. Me too, man. I'm I'm pooped, man. Uh, freaking Saturday. It took a, a it took a lot 
out of the gas out of my uh, reservoir. But it definitely was making this week a lot more tolerable. A lot more Yeah, definitely a, a good way to start the day, man, for a good way to start the week. You know, getting the chance to look at uh, look at somebody else's collection and you know, just it was fun, man. I enjoyed uh, enjoyed looking at what you know somebody else collected over that time and looking for uh, looking for grills and know that the people, you know, other people in the room had no idea about. Correct, and and let them know what they got in store from them, and it was a nice public service. Books came out uh, this week were pretty good, um, but there wasn't much to talk about. We actually, I think we got kind of lucky there wasn't much to talk about for the books that came out this week in terms of uh, pure volume. But um, mm-hmm. we we're winding down into the uh, sunset when it comes to um, busy season. When it comes to comics, I, I remember last year was like, like there was like I think got like two books. Last January. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's fine. We got uh, the X-Men finishing up a story. We've got um, Daredevil just taking off uh, with Zdarsky again. Uh, we've got Zdarsky yep. uh, taking over Batman. We've got uh, Action Comics with a still stand tall for uh, last week we talked about it briefly. Uh, Action Comics difficult to a super comic book but uh it's your turn it's absolutely your turn man it was my turn last week but no <laughs> but yeah nah man this is uh this is minefields this is dangerous this transmission is over and over you know buy the shirts come to new era this uh this saturday night for bird brawl fifteen dollars fifteen bucks And uh, maybe I'm just been kind of. Oh, okay. Sorry about that. I freaking got a text from work. I was making sure things were good. Cool. But, uh, nah, man, just freaking. I think we've talked about it before, but freaking. Uh, we definitely talked about it before at some point, but. Um, like, remember how we were talking about the Try Guys thing? Like, I brought it up randomly. The Try Guys and, like, thing? These fu- yeah, these fuckers, like, uh, one of their guys freaking cheated on his wife and ended up leaving. And, like, like once they freaking brought out their shit, apparently these fuckers were, like, making, like, $12 million a year by doing absolute bullshit on, Facebook, on uh, YouTube. Yeah. And I was like, dude, freaking, we need to start getting ourselves a piece of that fucking pie, basically. I agree. I agree. Like, and I'm freaking, I'm drunk at this point, but freaking, no, uh, no, I, I, I thought I, process is solid. No, I feel like you, you don't have to explain yourself, because if we had filmed what happened on Saturday, uh, we'd have like 10,000 views. And... That's the thing, man. Freaking, we... I think we need to like make it a point to like do our best to start making some like setting up some shit to make some money off of this. Like freaking really like I think a Patreon would be a good idea. 
maybe like because we're not like we're not taping the visual stuff as far as us like like the comics of the week and all that yeah being we, on like youtube and shit we could and we will when we're, we live close to each other because i'm sure that'll happen one day when you when you and i are i can walk over to your place you can walk over to mine um, well yeah but i don't think we really need to do like freaking the whole pandemic freaking people were doing shit from their own places and whatnot like freaking we're doing like simulcast and whatnot and no, I, I agree, and I, what what do you want to do about it? I mean, like, uh, obviously, I really think that the hunt needs to be absolutely... I, I watch a ton of, like, freaking YouTube videos about speculate, speculative shit and uh, what came out this week, but no one is hitting the streets. Yeah. No one's hitting the streets like you and I are, um... Hell, like, we have Morales Alley. Mm-hmm. We, we, we've only utilized a little bit of that, and I agree. Uh, what do you want to do to, uh, what are any of your ideas to uh, make some money off this? Because we're doing really well in terms of downloads, but at the same time, though, uh, we need to be making money off Blockbuster, but we can't because it all flagged. Every single one of them. Uh, while yeah, I, while... I mean, that's, that's the thing, man. Maybe for like, I'm not like Blockbuster's one thing, but I think like like what we're doing now, like with the with minefields, is something we could definitely be making money off of. I agree. I agree. And, like, I feel like freaking people, you know, people like, especially if it's an option where they can choose to, or they can still listen to it. Yeah. I think people like. I think a certain amount of people will definitely pay. Like if they're, because like if they're paying for it, then we can get you know, you know, better equipment and whatnot, and better, better comics and whatnot. We can really go into that stuff. I, I, I think freaking. Uh, I agree. You know, we could do more content based on that, and do like uh, we could do different videos where like maybe we're doing a 30 minute video before we get into the freaking the weeklies, you know? Right. Or, or we you know, can... we're doing a different podcast where we're talking about different stuff, either comic book oriented or wrestling oriented. And then take like a five minute break to take a piss and get some water and shit. And then get, uh, get back into the weekly minefield that we always do. I agree. That would be, we've got a, a Patreon exclusive you know, or if they're getting the, uh, you know, they can get the weekly like a day early or whatever. That way it's, you know, they're getting something for their buck, basically. I agree. Uh, I would like to do some collaborations in getting uh, not just all, not just one comic book store to support us, but to mm-hmm. get all of them to, if, if they all paid us 50 bucks a month, I mean, like, that would pay for all of the overhead. That would yeah. pay for that. That would even spill into new era. And I agree. Yeah. I just, I, but um, the one thing, and I'm not trying to offend you. Okay. We're gonna need you to. God, I don't want to. I don't want to say it, man. I, I don't want to say it. Just say it. What's up? More than one night a week. 
But I gotta tell you, if I had mm-hmm. a wife and family, I don't have that. Yeah, and I got not, you. That's not me being depressed or anything stupid. Um, I get it. I mean, I think that's one of the reasons why we always work out is because I've always delivered for you. You've always delivered for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you own New Era. I I own Minefields. Yeah, but. It's not even a uh, fucking like oh I own twenty percent five percent of the company. That's not that's not it. I didn't I didn't start this yeah. with Colin to fucking be number one. I, yeah. If if you're not doing with your homies, then your life is sucks. It just sucks. <laughs> it just fucking no. sucks. Yeah. And um. No. And, and I I, I want to be a productive member of society. I want to make comic books but, and uh, do everything you're talking about. But uh, it's going to require more time on your behalf. Now, okay. you always devote every moment you can. Okay. But if you want to do what you're talking about, it's going to be another night. Okay. Now... I don't mind that. I mean, it's it's it, it's not out of their own possibility. It's just trying to, like I said, if you're gonna, I think we need. I think we need a straight plan to try to make. Because I think it's the same thing with New Era, man. The biggest thing is, because uh, Jeff found a place that's interested, but it's gonna be like nine hundred dollars a freaking month. Yeah, that's bullshit. Freaking, that's bullshit. And he was like, and he was, yeah, I agree. But he he was like, yeah, he's like, you know, that's what Lucha Libre and Laughs pays. And I was like, yeah, but they don't freaking, they're not paying that. They've got sponsors. They do. You know, and they, while, we, while we, you know, as in Minefields doesn't have sponsors, we, we could set up, like like I said, a Patreon. We're freaking, we're, uh, you know, we're doing that exclusive content. We're freaking, even if it's if it's one night, it's freaking... We could do like a thirty-minute podcast beforehand, or if we needed to do a second night, we could do dark and whatnot. You know, I just think we need to. I agree. You know, at this point, I just want to throw it out there and kind of come up with a with an idea because I think the product in and of itself is good enough to warrant that. I agree. I agree. But and... I think freaking, uh, I think we need to come up with a solid plan. Is like, you know, hey, if we're gonna go into the realm of being like, hey, we have a Patreon. We need to have, hey, where this is going to be a set thing where, you know, every every week freaking Minefield is coming out on Thursday or Friday. And then every week, you know, you can get it. Like if we're, I would say do it, you know, if we do it, like say we release Minefield's regular on Saturday, you could, if you're Patreon, you get it on Friday. You know what I mean? I do. you know and then or if we're doing exclusive there's all kinds of shit we could do like we're doing minefields dark you know we're doing uh maybe we're doing freaking up pay-per-view reviews where we're going over classic pay-per-views there's all kinds of shit we could get into that some people are doing some people aren't because we're freaking kind of we're like half wrestling half comic books Whereas kind of like wrestle talk is all wrestling, um, right? Swaggle Hoss is all comic books. We're kind of doing a little bit of both, 
so that's kind of our niche. We're we're one hundred percent a complete niche, and when it comes yeah. to that, it, it, it's it's no one like, and it's, it's why I always ask you, um, except for tonight, what psychological mm-hmm. uh, aspect of wrestling do you want to talk about? Because it, it's 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 the same reason why we approach minefields. It's not oh, Spidey punched this guy out and it was so cool. No, why was it good? We're doing mm-hmm. 4,000 level uh, classes on what can be possibly classified as classic literature. And um, we could do that with, with wrestling. We, we do it all the time. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and it perfectly blends. I mean, these guys are... Yeah. And, and I, mean, I think the thing about it, too, is that we're very, we're very, we're very honest about the fact that these are our opinions. It just doesn't necessarily... Like, if you don't agree with us... Fuck you! You're wrong. That's not how no, we operate. No, you know, we've hey, never operated. It's like that. it's you know we freaking we've always operated like hey this is you know wrestling comic books it's all art you know it's it's open to interpretation which is why it works you know you might love Orange Cassidy and I might think he's you know not great you know but it doesn't mean that I'm right and you're wrong not or you're right and I'm wrong not not it's at all just that freaking you know, you're looking at it from one perspective. I'm looking at it from a different perspective is what it is. It, it is. And we, we, we proved it beyond a shadow of a doubt on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Some, of, some of the books that you were pulling on the book, I, like I know what that is and I knew what it was by osmosis. Like uh, mm-hmm. just knowing what it, but you in your own specialty niche, first Prince of Black Mana. And the, yeah. how many times did we pull a book out and like, I recognize this, this is something important. And yeah, all of a sudden, like it, it wasn't just pulling First out. Prince of Gamora. Oh God, Jesus, <laughs> man. We saw that cover and we're like, why is this important? We know this. And uh, yeah, this is important. I just don't know why. I, I agree, but it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna require more than one night a week out of you, man. And yeah, no, I got, I, I got you. I'm not necessarily opposed to that. I'm just saying, it's also we got a freaking we need we need a solid plan and we need to when once we start it we need to stick to it I like agree. freaking if we're doing if we're doing two nights a week cool you know we need to freaking uh you know we need to routinely get the material out there and freaking be like hey this is this is what minefields is this is what you know this is if you're doing a patreon this is what you get yeah you know, and it's like I said, some shit's gonna be simple where we can do a simple half hour before the freaking Wednesday normal stuff we do, and some stuff's gonna be, hey, we need to do it on a Friday. You right. know, and it's gonna be a little bit more in depth. I agree, and like if if we had had all of my recording equipment, we should have started recording the second we left that woman's house. Mm-hmm. And yeah, no, definitely. Cause that's, I mean, that that's some shit I wouldn't mind doing more often. Is freaking really getting into like, you know, going to people's houses and being like, hey, this is this is what you got. This is what you don't have. Cause I do not, dude, I, that would have been awesome to get freaking, you know, somebody that would like, hey, you'll have that, you know, freaking Hulk Hulk one eighty one. Now you know, I, I agree, but cool. I, I agree. Here's my fear on what you're talking about is that. Yeah. We've we've stuck by the rules. We we have one hundred percent stuck by the rules. Mm-hmm. There was 
we got lucky on this one, and I yeah. bumped, I bumped into someone, and, and but at the same time though, and follow me in this. I work on Kismet. I've always worked on Kismet. I've, yeah. And this one gave us a a real big boost. But um, yeah. But the problem is, is if we're gonna go any more, and mm-hmm. I'm all for it, you're gonna have to sacrifice another night of your another night of the week, because yeah. there's a lot of editing editing that needs to be done. And okay. a, and a lot of um, discussion like we're doing now. Um, yeah. It 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 one of the reasons why I am routinely late with uh, fucking blockbuster is mm-hmm. man. I don't, I, I'm... Jeff will nitpick every little thing. Okay. And I, God bless him, but at the same time, fucking leave that little thing. Like, like you want me to, you want me to redo that? That's going to take four hours of my computer overheating mm-hmm. Um, to redo something really, really little. And it drives me insane. Okay. It, 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 it really drives me insane. And, um... Real quick, can you give me like an example on that? Yeah, uh, for example, um, he did not like the uh, Alexis tickets okay. last, last night. And I re-edited and he sent me a new one this morning. That was how I woke up was my phone buzzing to a new photo of Alexis. Okay. It, but I can almost guarantee you he did not look at that last one I did with you and Alexis and like I, I there's no pro photos of Alexis the, mm-hmm. they're like she just doesn't have them out there they're all on her fucking Facebook but they're not yeah you... they're not PNGs you, you want me to work with I can do it but like what you're handing me is not in any way that's fun for me I mm-hmm. can take I can take criticism. You know I can. How many yeah. times have you asked me to fucking redo something? And okay, I get it. But the nitpicking is out of this world with Jeff. Out okay. of this out of this world with Jeff. Like, like like I can almost pinpoint what he's not gonna like. And um, even when I try to fix that, but I, I want a new era minefields cross. Like, where, uh, last night I released all of those, uh, doctored photos, like, eight or nine of them last night, including bleeds for the, for the tickets. Mm Mm-hmm. And he only released, like, one or two. And, uh... Yeah. It's really fucking with me, man, because, like, like, I'm not batting a thousand. Not all of them are going to be winners. But, um... Yeah, okay. I want minefields in New Era to, to merge, but you're completely correct. I I, I want to. We did Girl Warfare for a little bit, but like we were still just toying with shit and figuring out. What yeah, we were just gonna fuck around. Yeah, we were seeing just fucking... what we were seeing what didn't work. Yeah, and um, I want to. I really want to do that. I want to do all of that, but like 
Um, mm-hmm. I need your input on that. Like, it's not that, it's not that hard at all. I just, I really need some extra input because the fixing of any of these videos or blockbuster, um, that, that's not like a fucking 15 minute fix. That's a three or four hour fix to, okay. um, I don't mind it, but doing it on my own has been really fucking with me. Okay. It's not that I can't do it on my own. It, it it's more of like like I need I need more of your input. I especially need your input. Um. We've made great art. Like you're, you're fucking. Uh, like how how long did we giggle when we threw the Incredible Hulk sad walking away music? <laughs> Yeah, I got you. For Squared Circle Pro. Um, okay. I can do all of it. I just, I, 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 just, I need your involvement. And, okay. Uh, no, that, 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 that makes sense. I got you. Because, um, like, I guess in my mind, like, because I'm kind of seeing, like, I see, like, while New Era and Minefield to work together, I see them as two different entities. I, I do too. I do too. But like the the they they like they this, work really this well. Is, this is our shit. Yeah. This is our like new era is our and Jeff shit. So like I see. I guess I see. I see it as two different. Like I want to like with this, what what I'm saying right now is like I want to focus on like making money, utilizing me and your shit. Right. Like. Like, I, I obviously want to make money off a of new era. But, like, that is me, you, and Jeff shit. That is that is a separate entity from Minefield. Correct. Correct. You know what I mean? C- could, okay. you, could you cool. imagine if she had three copies of The Punisher? Yeah. That'd and be amazing. <laughs> that, that would have been amazing. That we, we could sell one really quick for 500 bucks. Uh despite the condition and just throw oh, that yeah. just throw that into new era and minefields um, yeah because that would be cause that's that's the thing do like we like for minefields we need our own like like i said the patreon our own shit correct and i i i, I agree with you on the other night thing like if we for you if we need to do that, I'm down. Correct. Um, but like anything new era oriented would be its own separate entity. Like, cause that's like I said, with the freaking, when I was telling you about the, uh, the fact, like, cause I was talking to Jeff today real quick. Cause I was freaking running. Uh, I had to run to another store and get a drug for another, for a customer. And I got like 10 minutes to talk to Jeff. And I was like, dude, this is, and he was telling me about, or he was telling me about this other venue, and he was like, "It's nine hundred dollars a night, at least minimum." Jesus and Christ. I was like, "Cool." And all I was thinking was like, and he's like, "Yo, Jeff did, or uh, Nick from Lucha and Laughs is like, that's what I pay every night for Lucha Libre and Laughs once a month." At the, I'm at, like, "Cool." At the yeah, Paramount, you do that. But yeah, the- you do that, but it's freaking. Uh, you're doing you you you're not paying that money like you're not he's not no. paying that out of his pocket 
he's not. paying that with sponsor money. He he correctly is. Like we, if we're gonna do something like that, we need sponsor money, and that's where we're lacking. Is freaking we don't have sponsors. Well, like uh, it's not like Nick. Nick isn't paying nine hundred dollars out of his him and his wife's money. You know that's that's the fucking difference. Oh yeah, I agree. I agree a hundred percent. But like. We have to find a happy balance because you and I have worked with people that have nine or 15 goddamn fucking sponsors. And mm-hmm. how many times did you hear me complain that I'm polluting a, a, a flyer for CSW with all these yeah. logos? And, and none of these people have ever stuck with them. Yeah. We need a couple good ones. Um, we can figure it out. And they got to be real. They're freaking, they're paying us money and they're not paying us in fucking free hot dogs and shit. Yeah, correct. And don't forget, man, holler at your boy, man. Like, I was a professional fucking, uh, rock journalist, man. I, I've interviewed mm-hmm. Deftones, fucking Pantera, Slayer. I mean, you name it. I know what I'm doing. Yeah. And, and we're, we're mm-hmm. underutilizing, we're underutilizing that and, um, I would not, I mean, like, one of the most difficult interviews we've ever done was Proof. And you knew that, and you knew that guy. Mm -hmm. You knew that guy. I I didn't know him from him from from Adam. Um, But we we still pulled it off. It was awesome. It was like, like, was there, was there a roadblock? What, what, like, like, um, and I'm not trying to fucking jock shine what we do. But uh, we have mm-hmm. never not succeeded. Yeah, and I, I want to do all of that. Well, I agree. I want to do Let's... more. I want to do more interviews. But the there's like, fucking. How am I? How am I gonna justify interviewing fucking um, who's canceled on me like nine times? Fucking um, Reagan Grimes. Reagan Grimes. And, and then uh, last night. When I was just seeing the local scenes going on, and uh, Rocky Mountain Pro has mm-hmm. terrible promos, terrible okay. promos, um, and you and I are brainstorming how to make things better. Uh, yeah, you're you're correct. We need to figure out. I'm sorry, I'm I'm divulging here. Uh, I just. My mind gets messy sometimes, but uh, fucking no, you're good, dude. That's that's why I brought. I mean, granted, we probably shouldn't be talking about this at two thirty in the morning, but no, no, I think that's, we should, you no, know, why we, I wanted we, to bring it to your opinion. We need to talk about it opinion. at two thirty in the morning because this is the only time. Because you and I, eh, like, it, it just fucks with me, man. Like these guys can't even get a fucking ride to the show, and you and I are spending three, four hundred, five, a thousand. Uh, on comic books, and not that it's bad, um, we put the effort in. We put the goddamn work yeah. into it. Mm-hmm. And you're right. And uh, I I agree with everything you say. Let's let's start the Patreon. Let, let's uh, let's start all let's start all of it. Let's do it. But it's gonna require. One more night. Well, I think, a week. The, I think I think the thing first is freaking really what we need to. Like I think we need to like I think by Saturday like I mean obviously we're gonna talk about this on the ride up there. Of it is what it is. Of course. You know as it as it should be because we'll be actually physically there we can, 
you know, I'll drive, you can write shit down, obviously. Yeah, of course. That's, um, that's how we work. You know, I think we need to freaking, I think we need to start a plan. Like, I think we need to, like, be like, this is, like, because I don't think we need to start it necessarily at this moment. I do. But I think start, like, it's November. So I think, like, if we take, we can take some time to really think about it. Okay. And, like, by, like, by January, by by the New Year's 2023, yeah, we could be like, this is the plan for minefields. This is where we're going to be involved. This, like, if we're, you know, obviously I want to include Colin. You know, if Colin's yeah. available to make this work, this right. is where Colin steps in. Right, but we, we, we got to integrate... We're making, we got to integrate New Era and uh, Minefield because this has never been done. No. Never been done. And that's the thing. Like, we have freaking, we have, you know, we have we have New Era. We've got, you know, when Colin's available, Colin's available. You know, freaking, like, we need to come up with a legitimate, solid, like, this is what we're going to do with what we have. Because we got some good shit. We, we got the microphones. You know, you got, we got the freaking, uh, we got a lot of good shit. And we can do this. But how can we really make this make money to where we're doing more than like we're stepping up our game? Basically, you know, right. this is what we're doing now is great. I think this is phenomenal. I'm not trying to bag on what we're doing at all. Obviously, yeah. oh, obviously, yes, I, you I, know. You, you, but like, how do we get to the next level where we're financially gaining from this? Because like it, like legitimately, it pisses me off. That like these guys like I, I I'm assuming you don't know anything about the try guys right? Nope. You don't know anything like never. Heard it's of them it, it's a bunch of bullshit shit where they're freaking they just they try different shit, basically. Like these guys freaking they try they try Asian food, they try diving off a high dive. Yeah, that's, that's they nothing. try they they try um like wearing women's lingerie. Yeah, but did, but did they did they have the experience pulling into Amarillo? Well, you're about to wrestle. I'm about to be booked to do photos, and we randomly get a hair up our ass. Yeah. First appearance of strife. Never. Well, the, they don't. Yeah, you're right on that. The whole thing though is that they're like they're going for a completely different audience. Like this dude, freak, like I didn't know how much money these guys made. Until like, because the whole thing, the whole thing is that freaking this dude, like one of the dude, like there's four guys, right? Correct. One guy who is the married guy cheats on his wife with one of his employees. Oh, jeez. Like the re- the reason I say this to you is that like I didn't realize how big this shit was until like that happened because this is like a legitimate corporation, like a company. Yeah, run by these four guys, like the guy that cheats on his wife with his like, like there's a like she is a producer for the show. The guy he the the do uh, the girl he cheats on with his wife cheats on his wife with, like they're legitimately making like twelve million dollars a year. Correct off of off of like the, this YouTube, and we're following we're we're playing by the rules society wise, and we ain't making shit. Yeah, and like, like I just feel like we could step up the game a little bit. Like it's like it's comic books and wrestling, so I kind of like partially feel like there's like a limited ceiling on it per se. Correct. But because like because like they're basic, they're basic. Like I've 
I've talked about it with Carrie for a long time off and on. Their basic freaking uh, fan, like, the whole the whole reason I talk about this is that their fan base basically is women and gay people, men, right? Oh, of course. The only reason I say that, though, is because, like, the, like they ended up firing this cat over it, like, over him cheating on his wife because his wife was on the show constantly. Yeah. And the girl he cheated on was, like, one of his interns that was also on the show a lot. Oh Jesus, man! Like if you like, you obviously know about John Cena fucking around on his wife with uh, freaking uh, Mickey James when she was engaged to Kenny Doan, right? Yeah, they they even played it into the fucking storyline. Yeah, but like you know about it as like a random wrestling fan, right? Correct. Like it. The reason I say this is because it wasn't a thing because it was wrestling. The reason it was such a thing. For the Try Guys, and that this cat was fired, was because the majority of their fans were women and gay men, and they hold the fucking grudge. Yeah, they do. Like it, it is what it is. It really is. But like, apparently, like due to the fact that this dude left, and like all the controversy it caused, like they're suing him for like lost wages, because like they are they are set to lose millions of dollars over the fact that this guy left. Correct. Because of the way he left. Damn. Like like the and, like the Obi and Nancy thing when when Obi got cancelled. Yeah. You know? And like freaking like I'm just like like we're not gonna make I don't I don't necessarily think we can have that I mean, we may we may or may not, who knows? Like depending on how much it happens like it works. We may not be able to make that level of money, but like, think about it. Like, what if we were able to make, say, three million dollars a piece a year off of minefields? Three million would take on top of, of three million you know, would take. That's money we could put into freaking YouTube. Uh, put money into New Era. Money we could put into comic books. Money, money we could put into our families. Blah blah blah. Especially into our like families. that's that's. That's ridiculous Especially, compared to what we are currently making. I agree. It, it really Let pisses me off. It really pisses yeah. me off that some fucking you, YouTuber or TikToker flashes her titties mm-hmm. and she's making $3 million a year. And you and I are... I mean, like, the the feeling when it's the holidays and your your family's there and you want to be there but you can't because you're working and yeah. that sucks but mm-hmm. if we could get into a position where that won't ever be an issue I'd, yeah. I, I I'm just saying the opportunity may or may not be there for us to make some money off of it no, we're gonna make and some. I think it's I think it's foolish of us not to at least look into the opportunity. I agree, and I have a lot of different uh, ideas about that, especially when it comes to these assholes not using copyrighted motherfucking music, like, and everything gets flagged. Everything, yeah. dude. We're because that we're cause on... that's, that's the thing though. If I think if we freaking if we focus on minefields first, like get our stuff. To the point where we are financially gaining money off of it. I think then we have more. Because uh, like if I tell if I just tell everybody next show. Hey we need uncopyrighted music. 
for the show. Okay. Like it's it's one thing, but I think if we're like, hey, Josh and I are making X amount of dollars off of YouTube and whatnot. Yeah, you're not based making, off of this you're already. Not, you're not making twenty five. You have the opportunity to make more money off of it because of the one thing but the one thing we're missing is you need uncopyrighted music that's beautiful they are far more likely to listen to us that's beautiful and, and that, especially that's because... why i think if we work on you uh, minefields first then we move on to new era then it, it's it's more credence to what we're saying you know what i mean i really do know what you mean but okay but but i need more one night than than a week yeah no i i I understand that i get that however however Mm -hmm. i would rather you be with your wife and child Mm -hmm. than you not be with your wife and child but if if, i i I agree wholeheartedly if you help me set it up if if you're Mm -hmm. part if you're part of the setup if you're part of the uh, integration of doing this, then absolutely. But if okay. you're but if you're not a part of this and we're, but like, but the thing is though, there's going to be text messages and phone calls and they be answered immediately. I, I, I put Jeff, uh, put in perspective, Jeff calls okay. me at work. All the time, like okay. he almost always calls me at work, and mm-hmm. and I have to put a customer on hold. Yeah, and I've told you I've worked at this time. Like, um, it's not like, it's not that he doesn't care. He's just he doesn't pay attention. Okay, and you were correct. The last person that was in Jeff's mind is what Jeff is thinking about. I. Yeah. I had I had some feedback. Okay, let's hear this feedback. Okay, um, who are these people? Who are these people that are giving you uh, feedback? They're friends from fucking work. That high school. Yeah, exactly. And it's not. I don't want to discredit them, but like uh, reading the um, wrestling community is easy. Mm-hmm. And especially because they want, they want, and when they get what they want, they hate it. And, yeah. Uh, I remember one time we were having a discussion about you, and um, in terms of, um, well, what do you think Tony's gonna think? And I'll tell you what Tony's gonna think. He's gonna say, "Wrestlers want to wrestle," and I, I think this will be really good. If we're on the same page, but I need more than one night a week, man. Yeah, no, I, I, I understand what you mean. Um, you know, we freaking, you know, we always do Fridays for the freaking uh, whatever we want when we have the podcast and like Friday, like when we're doing the freaking uh, setups for the freaking pay per views and whatnot. We have the work ethic. Hmm. We have the work ethic, and uh, I, I say we do exactly what you want to do. Okay. Let's be. I mean, I think I think the thing too is that we're freaking if we're doing if we're doing like if we if we're adding if we're starting if we're doing Wednesdays like we always do, and we're adding like say I think Fridays would be the best night for me personally just because I get off late anyway. Anytime, anytime. But you I, know, I need you to you know, know if we're freaking doing like an hour then, 
Yeah. I I don't see I don't see an issue with it. I just freaking um you know I think I think the setup would have to be something you know we'd have to concise it a little bit to where it's not like a two three hour thing. Correct. Um, I need you to know that if mm-hmm. when we do this when we do this, um, you were not a, a founder of Minefields. Yeah. But you pushed it to where I always wanted to be. And I had that conversation with Colin. Uh, Colin, Mm -hmm. him and I came up with the idea ourselves. Uh, However, Colin has, and I've told him, we're we're running. We're running as fast as we can. And we cannot justify you being a 50-50 partner on this. I I, want to give him... 15% 15% just cause like 15 in the, uh, just for establishing, but, um, you and I will be 50, 50, 50, 50 partners on all of it. I, I need to hear that from you, man, because like, yeah, no, I'm d- dude, I'm down. Um, like I said, like I said, I think the biggest thing is freaking, if we're going to, if we're going to do multiple nights a week, I think we just, like, as far, like, the Wednesday nights is set. Like, this is freaking, you know, we're going to talk about comics. We're going to talk about what's in the box. We're going to talk about some wrestling. Correct. Like, if we're going to if we're gonna do Friday, I think it's the same thing. We need to have, if we're going to do dark, we're going to do dark. You know, or if, like, we can, we can, in theory, make it, like, every week we're doing something a little bit different. Like, every, like we're doing one week is freaking, uh, you know, dark one week is freaking predictions. Cause I mean, if we're both watching WWE, we could do WWE predictions. Agre- agreed. And you know, um, freaking one week is freaking, uh, maybe we're just talking. Like one thing I wanted to talk about, we didn't come up with was like, uh, if we come up with a different random wrestling topic every now and again, like one thing I want to talk about tonight that I didn't bring up was, uh, t- the title belt in AEW. Like what? What makes the title belt worth a damn? Basically, good point. Like they've got all these title belts. You know, there's uh, just for the singles men's division. There's the world title. There's the all Atlantic title. 